Out the slums of the motherfucking Northwest. The North making their way through the cities in the forest. Y'all now tuned to the Jeff and Greg Jeff podcast. And Greg podcast. It's the shit like a log from a dog's ass. So drink your box of cheap beer till you're so trash. So you trash. got to laugh and shit your pants and that's a known fact. Greg might be on some magic mushrooms, he got no class. So Jeff the Polo's Leo and obviously he ain't got no gas. Go, go past the gold hash cause last is in the forecast. More beer, get more smashed and clean talk at the doormat. Grab your, grab your popcorn, funny rings and an egg roll. Tell us spread them legs, so I love the Jeff and Greg show. I love the Jeff and Greg show. From the IDA, it'll help you with your day, bro. Hey, yo, Joe's a sponsor. Jeff is whiter than that, yeah, yo. But rather, there's some Legos. Got some crazy shit to say, though. Cussing like they bosses took them off the fucking payroll. Some call it a garage, but we call it the sarcophagus. Comedy kings drinking beers and around this type of shit. Jeff, Jeff and Greg snatching confidence, such a consciousness. Listen close and get up on the thoughts from this. I promise this. What's up, baby? Damn. Episode 136 mm. up in this motherfucker. Is it 136? Yeah. Damn, right? Wow. Damn. JGP, baby. Mm, what's happening, bro? Not much, man. man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 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 <laughs> Technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah. Little butterfingers. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Type up in this piece. <laughs> What's happening, bro? I don't know. I'm yeah, feeling it's Friday night. Feeling, feeling good. Good than a good. bitch. Yeah, dude, I feel great. Yeah, man, I'm excited. We have a we have a, a little different show planned tonight. So <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna start it off like like normal, and then we're gonna take a little break and come back with a guest. Yeah, a little uh, bit later. I'm gonna take four Tylenol PMs mm-hmm. and just see how long it lasts, bro. Really? Yeah. That's a horrible idea. I've already taken two. So. Oh, Jesus, dude. I think one is good. <laughs> yeah. Enough. That's what they say. I think one is what, like where you should I'm already start. hallucinating right now. Oh, cool. <laughs> and you're mixing it with beer. Yes. I think that's recommended. Does yeah, it say on the bottle? <laughs> it says on the bottle, please rec- <laughs> please <laughs> wash these down with a nice, Samuel, strong as a Samuel Jackson. <laughs> a, Sam, a Samuel L. Jackson beer. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah. Oh man, what's up, baby? I'm so glad to be down here tonight. I'm so glad it's finally Friday. Me too, man. It's been <clears throat> a good week for me. Mm. Not bad. I got a lot of shit done. Good. Felt productive. Nice. Finally. Beautiful. I fucking. I feel like I'm bouncing back. Finally. Perfect. I was. I felt like for a little bit. You were there, in a rut. I was in a rut. Were you in a little hole? Yeah. And now, I'm on top of the world, baby. Mm. Every time I'm in a little hole. Just doing cock push-ups. Oh, yeah. I only do one, though. That's all you really need. And then your dick breaks. <laughs> Never had it happen yet. <laughs> wonder how much your cock can actually hold. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if you look down at the base, it tells you what it's rated for. <laughs> There's a little stamp at the yeah. bottom. Yeah, and it's nowhere close to 250 pounds. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's it's probably like seven. Now, if you're pounds. talking about like, what are, what what are we rated for? Like penetrating, you know what I mean? 
I'm ready to like armor piercing dog. You oh, know what really? I'm saying? I can get through some shit, baby. You know what I'm saying? Are you talking about butt stuff? I'm talking about everything. Oh. Oh, you want me to drill through a leg with this thing? Oh. I could do that. I thought you were talking about like <clears throat> piercing that brown eye. Oh, I'm sure I could do that too, dog. On this lockdown. It's like a drill. Without lube and everything. Oh, definitely without lube, dude. That's the only way to do it. Just punch right through that sucker, huh? Ooh, ouch. <laughs> yeah, on, on both ends. <laughs> yeah, ouch. She would probably not be happy with Oh, you. she would divorce mm. me for sure. And it'd probably peel the skin right off your piece. I'd have just, to go to the doctor. It'd just scalp you. Uh, yeah. not, uh. not to mention, like, the infections, probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, when yeah. you're getting dookie in it and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Ugh, man. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Hey, bro. We went dark. Yeah, we did. <laughs> That's how we do it on Valentine's. Oh, shit. B-Day, yeah. baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Hey, this, this episode last year, we had Gabe in, in the studio with his wife. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. What were they? I wonder where they, what happened to them. I wonder what they did for... <laughs> I wonder what they did for... <laughs> Why can't you talk? <laughs> it's the time I'll pee dog. Oh. That's what fucked me up. Oh, yeah. Whoo! Yeah. I was going to say, I wonder what they did last year for V-Day. Um, I think they broke up. That sucks. Oh, man. You think they broke up before V-Day? No. No, they probably had a good V-Day. Yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah. They were here for the party. Yeah, that was in March. March. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. I remember I that was now. talking to Gabe not too long ago. How's he doing? He's doing good. He, he wants to come back down here when he gets back in town. Where's he at right now? Not sure. Right Looks on. like he's driving a truck, though. Oh, damn. Yeah. Good for him, man. Shifting those gears, you know, On the open road. On the open road. What about, uh, yeah, I'm often wondering about HDX, young, young blood HDX. Oh, yeah. He went to follow his dreams out in, in California. California. Decided, decided that it, it's Knows not time. Party. Mm-hmm. Heading back to reset. Yeah. Just not here. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, good for him, man. Got to keep your head up. We wish him the best. Yeah. He's probably got girls hanging off him like crazy. Probably. For V-Day. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> He's got all the Valentines. His mom. Yeah. Sister. Sisters. Yeah. Aunts and cousins. Aunts. Yeah, all kinds of girls yeah. in his life. Grandma. Gra- Grandma. Grandma. <laughs> Grandma's and aunts. All the old bitches at the nursing home. <laughs> well, you can't go to the nursing home, though. Oh, yeah, you can't. Yeah. Oh, that's rude. That cleaned up 50% of his game right there. <laughs> he was a granny lover. <laughs> he loved them gills. I think he still does. Yeah, definitely. Who doesn't like a gilf? They bake cookies, usually. Yeah. They can gum it. Oh. <laughs> Ugh. Why? What's wrong with that? Tell me. What's the stigma about the gums? It, oh, it's not the gums. Yeah. It's just the... They don't have to use their teeth, man? It's just the... They can... The option? They have that option? <laughs> is that what it is? Just knowing that they, they throw their teeth on the side, put them in some water... Alcohol, what do they put them in? What do they put them in? <laughs> Denture. Some cleaner. Dent- I don't yeah. know what that shit is. <laughs> it's like it's like an Alka-Seltzer for your fake-ass teeth. <laughs> My grandpa used to do that. Yeah. He fucking used to freak us the fuck out. Have like you take ever, his teeth out and be like, oh, shit. Have you ever been around somebody and then they, then you see them like another time and they have their teeth out and you didn't know that they didn't have Oh, yeah. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, dude. There's a guy. 
when they first when they first do it though and they pull their they pull their teeth out and they just got the biggest fucking swollen face yeah you're like whoa what happened to you what happened to you bud um yeah my favorite is when uh you know somebody for a while and they have like you know they have some some bad teeth, but you get used to looking at them that way. Mm-hmm. And then they come in one day with the ch- new chompers in. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, hey now. <laughs> hey. Hey. Hey, hey there, hey, Mr. Chumps. Ed. What's up? Hey, Mr. Chumps. <laughs> what the fuck happened? <laughs> pearly Whites. Big old fucking Pearly White Johnson over there. That's how you do it for Valentine's Day. Get all your teeth pulled out and get some new teeth. <laughs> like, look, babe. <laughs> I got the Mr. Ed you've been talking about. Yeah. There's yeah. a dude that I work with that did that. He, for some whatever reason, had his teeth pulled out. Yeah. And, and he had dentures. And every once in a while, he comes in in the morning without him in. Yeah. He's all like, <laughs> that fucking. Why? I don't know. Why, dude? I don't know. I think I, it must take a while to get used to him. Yeah. You know? Oh, I'm sure it does. But, like, I would never let anybody else Go know. Go like, public. And yeah. Like, hey. <laughs> Check this out. I saw a, <laughs> I saw a video the other day. Yeah. There was some guy that had no no teeth at all, nah. yeah. and he was walking into a store with another guy. And the other guy was like, "Hey, aren't you gonna put your mask on?" And he turned around and he went, and he like pulled his lip up over his nose because yeah. there's no teeth. He's like his bottom lip went up over his nose. He's like, "I got it." <laughs> like fucking. <laughs> God damn it. Jeez, man, what's wrong with people? They have no business doing taking out people's teeth. Mm-mm. Just wrong. It's funny the places we go on this show. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. What's up, dude? Like how do we get there? I don't know, man. Um, we're just trying to squeeze in as much as we can before I guess. Dude, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Are you doing anything fun? No. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm doing some things. Yeah. I'm doing some stuff and some things. Nice. A couple of little surprises. Right. Yeah. Like what? Uh, you know. Some things. Just some things. Right on. Yeah. Nice. I don't want to talk about them too loud right now just because I don't know. She got eyes and yeah. ears everywhere, huh? Maybe. Maybe. Damn. She might be, she might have the cup to the door. <laughs> that knows? hasn't happened before. <laughs> no, I'm, I've got uh, quite a weekend planned. Dude, I'm good. I'm glad, man. I'm glad. It's gonna be, it should be fun. So do I, man. If so do I. I actually uh, changed my tune this year. Did you? Yeah. I've changed it completely. Oh, really? You opened my eyes, bro. I did I? Yeah, this morning. Yeah, you uh, yelled at me. You're <laughs> like, "How much you try to do something I for your wife?" And I was like, "Oh, okay." I didn't yell at you. Yeah. So I called my wife. I was like, "Hey, do you want to do anything?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so then I planned this elaborate trip. Oh, really? In my mind. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And in my mind, we're going to Tahiti. Oh, shit. Then we're going to, uh, you know, do some cross-country skiing to Fiji. Uh, I don't think there is any snow there. No, water skiing. <laughs> cross-country <laughs> water skiing. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It's a new thing. It's trending. So. <laughs> your, ha- your hands get really sore after a while <laughs> holding onto the fucking rope. How much further? I'm so tired. Four more hours. <laughs> we're getting close. Can I just There's come? so many waves. <laughs> Can I just come into the boat? No. You're going to miss the experience. <laughs> Jesus. You paid good money for this. No oh, shit. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah. 
So you're going to Tahiti and you're cross country skiing <laughs> to the Bahamas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think whatever's closest. Okay. Yeah. I'll uh, probably end up dying on the way there. You're doing it this weekend. Yeah, sure. This is a weekend trip. When are you leaving? We can get away. Sunday morning. <laughs> Shit. Damn. Yeah, we'll and you're going to be back to work on Monday? Uh, well, I'll be back home by noon. On Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to a movie then about people. <laughs> <that> We're <laughs> just going to watch a documentary or something. Oh, okay. Oh, look the at these Fire Island one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think we're gonna watch Love, uh, Love on the Spectrum this weekend. Okay, just yeah. binge just watch it on Sunday. Just watch a documentary <laughs> about people with autism just falling in love. People with each in other. love, yeah. Like, hey, look, these guys are in love, man. Yeah. I'm really happy for these guys. If they can do it, we can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day. Then babe. I just get served. <laughs> you know, I, I hate you. <laughs> She's just crying the whole day. I won't leave you. Uh, I want out. Dude, I was, I think we were talking earlier today, like, something about when you first get together and you have that first weekend getaway together, mm. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Those are the fucking wild, the wild west. That's like, mm-hmm. that's when they're, when they're like, they're trying to, to trick prove. you. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, oh, you got some game? Check out what I can do. <laughs> mm, bitch, you never leaving me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, oh, damn. Oh, shit. You know? Yeah. It's not like that anymore. You know? And it's not like that shit fades away on both sides. You know? Yeah. All that shit, like, all that new sh- couple shit goes away. You yeah. know? Like, hey, I don't have to impress you. <laughs> I know it what does. you I know what you offer. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to go away. It does, though. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It does go away or it does have to. <laughs> I said it doesn't have to go away. You're like, it does, though. It does. Oh, yeah, it does. I mean, I guess not on, like, when you, when you, that first, the first couple of. Well, I know what you're saying, yeah. though. That, that, that newness. That, uh, the new new. That, yeah. uh, there's like a certain level that comes yeah. with that brand new. Yeah, you're like, oh, shit. Like, I'm going to put a ring yeah, on this I shit. I didn't know people did yeah. that. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> you know? That shit, that shit comes up once in a great while now. No, don't get me wrong. But when you're, like, first going out and, like, first getting together, like, they're trying to make it special. You're trying to make it special, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, all kinds of shit comes out. Like, oh, damn. She in love with me. (laughs) Uh, That shit, like. She must think the antidote's in that thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just, I, I look back on, like, some of the times we got away from her for the for like a weekend or vacations and shit like no kids yeah. yet you know yeah you know? oh yeah I'm like oh damn <laughs> okay we rocking we, we rocking it like that okay okay you know? yeah i like that you know what i mean yeah man there's times where it was like three or four times a day <sighs> you know what i mean and now that i mean I, I don't know how it works in your house but it's like four times a year now it's a quarterly thing. Yeah. She she has it marked on a calendar. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and hopefully that doesn't land on like a holiday or yeah, well, something. Yeah, if it is, then fuck. You just have to Google skip it. Google that bank hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't make it so in time. Hey, Sorry. We, cl- we close at five yeah. and we're not open on Monday yeah. this week. So, so. fuck you. <laughs> and we close at noon on Saturdays. Yeah, right. 
So no, I mean we st- we still got spice in our life, but I just feel like uh, it's not. Even if it was like a Valentine's <laughs> Day like getaway, I just don't think it would be like it was. Yeah. For the new couple, like a new couple, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, you tell me. You go on more of these weekend getaways and. Than yeah. I do. I, I don't mean, know. I don't know about these things. We have a good time, but yeah, it's you're right. It's yeah. it's it's different, but it, I think it has to be. Yeah. Oh yeah, it does. It, I mean, it can't be that level, you know. Well, even if it was, yeah. Eventually, you know, it's like anything is is good in moderation. Mm-hmm. You know, too much yeah. of anything is like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh. I get it. Oh, we're doing that again. You know, I get it. You bring it out every once in a great while, and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Wow. Valentine's Day, man. Yep. It's a special time of year, man. It's coming for a lot up. for a lot of people. A lot of dudes don't like it. Yeah. I talked to a lot of dudes that are like, oh, I wish I didn't have to do shit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah? Why is that? So, because I don't need a day to tell me I'm in love, you know? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I get it, you know? Yeah. And I was talking to good old Blake, dude, you know? He's like... Uh-oh. He's all, I, I wish we'd have to. I wish I'd have to. a boyfriend. Yeah, he does. He's a, my boyfriend thinks I should do something for Valentine's Day for him. And I was like, <laughs> wasn't well, that for your wife? And he's like, well, fuck her. I was like, well, okay. Yeah. He's like, me and my boyfriend are going to a hotel for the first time this weekend. Oh, yeah. He started <laughs> talking about how excited he, gonna gonna he was. Oh, yeah. He's going to give him his butt for the yeah. first time. <laughs> the power bottle he just found out. <laughs> he's breaking news here. He's, he's he was going to do, do it after the Fire and Ice Festival. <laughs> He's gonna do butt stuff for the first time, yeah. and he's—it's actually that Macaulay Culkin-looking <laughs> motherfucker that was gonna do a bump of coke off his yeah. asshole. <laughs> he's up and doing a lot of extra squats, real deep squats, real just burning, just yeah. burning deep squats. I bet he's got an ass for days. I don't wonder know. if that ass clinches up. Oh, it's hard. Yeah. I bet it's hard as a rock. <sighs> yeah. The dudes like that shit, though. <laughs> It'll bounce a quarter off his ass. Bing! Or do a bump of coke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. So, Valentine's I guess Day weekend, man. That's coming up. I guess we'll have to wait until next week to actually hear what you had planned, huh? Yeah. I kind of already know. Yeah. I, got I laid it scenes. out. I laid it out for you. Yeah, but I'm excited for you, man. I think it's gonna be fun. I'm hoping everything's gonna work out. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, pieces and parts I have to put together tomorrow, and I gotta be sneaky about it. Yeah, so we're I'm having hoping a everything. My falls son's together. birthday party tomorrow, so I'll be busy doing that. Mm. How old? How old? He's is twelve he? now, man. Wow. Yeah, man. I'm super proud of him. Super proud. I actually, he had a parent teacher's today because he had uh, his teacher had COVID, so it was like delayed or mm-hmm. whatever. Because we already did the rest of them, you know. Right. It was a couple weeks. Yeah. Ago. So uh, she finally got back or whatever, and he was like, "Oh well." Nicole went to it, you know, obviously, and then uh, she called me. She's like, uh, "She was saying that they're doing the practice ice ats, and they haven't done one in a, in a little bit." Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I was like, oh, okay. And uh, she said, uh, average, the average kid is taking the ice at is minus 20 points right now. Oh, yeah. From the last time. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And she's all, uh, Seth has grown 89 points. What? Yeah. 
I was like eighty nine. So yeah, just an ad, just to just to see what like what an average is is like twenty points of growth in a year, or thirty points of growth in a year is a year of wow. growth. So he's doubled that. Damn, bro. In math, yeah. That's crazy. And he did just as good in like reading and writing and all that stuff. Damn. I was like, what the fuck? That's crazy, dude. That is insanity. Oh, what's up? Hey, let's l- let's call it right there. All and right. Let's take our first break, and we'll be right back. And we've got a guest. Oh. I'm excited. Fill it. All right, let's. I don't know where it is. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. There we go. Oh. All right, let's take a first our break, and we'll be right back. Beamer's Action Sports Pro Shop. Dude, you know what? <laughs> you take your bike in there. Beamers. Yeah, go ahead. Is it broken? You got a broken bike? Yeah, I do. Yeah, take it into Beamer's. Okay. Talk to Jason. What is he going to do with it? He's going to fix it up for you. Uh, you got a broken chain? Yes. Yeah, he'll put a new one on it but, but I also have a flat tire. What? Yeah. What if What if you need a whole new tire? Do what if I just want to scrap it yeah. and get a whole new bike? Well, you go to the right place. Does he have a plethora of choices? There's a plethora of bikes. Good. And they're all top-notch. Okay. I'm not talking cheap little Walmart bikes. You know what I mean? Like these cheap. aren't huffies. Yeah. These aren't little huffy or bikes. Roadmasters. Yeah. These things are uh, BMXs. Oh. Like top-of-the-line really? BMXs. Yeah. Top-of-the-line? Yeah. I'm talking like I like my bikes to be the upper echelon of bikes. Of bikes, you like to cruise around in style and comfort. Yeah, well, you went to the right place. Nice. And he has all the accessories. You want new pegs? Yes. You want new chains? You want yeah. custom chains? <laughs> yeah. I want cha- a chain with flames on it. I'm sure you could find one for you. <laughs> I don't know if they have one, but I'm sure okay. they can find. One. What if I want to? I've seen some cool things in there. You but know what I've decided lately though. Custom on the boards. As I would I'm think. sort of moving into moving on to like, I want to get into like some pro scootering. You know what? I could see that for you. Yeah. I really can. I I I've, I felt like you had a lot of talent out on the pipe, I put and I think you just needed a, a few more accessories. I put in some time on the on the old razor aluminum razor scooter. Yeah. And it just feels flimsy and weak. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't break it in half. I really? have several of them. Really? Yeah. Well, you need to up your board game. Okay. He has bodies, custom bodies, ready So, not to only run. can I get a new bike. Yeah. I can also get a pro scooter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, was, hey, you I do was, any longboarding? I was thinking about getting into longboarding also. Well, just don't go there because there's not a longboard in sight. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He has plenty of longboards. I was say, that's not how you do a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> he has plenty of longboards and skateboard bodies too. So Beamers is got is where you want to go for your bicycles, Skateboard your skateboards, and pro scooter needs. Nice. Yeah. Even if you're not a pro scooter guy, D- is there any other things that, that uh, he offers there? Yeah. There's a wall of sound. Have you ever heard of the Wall of Sound? No. What the uh, hell is that? Are you sure you haven't heard of it? Because you have six fucking bump boxes in your house oh, right now. Oh, as in bump boxes. Yeah. Yeah, I might have heard of that. Yeah. Did you buy them all from Jason, too? I did, yeah. Yeah. Every one of them. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah, man. You go in there, ask him to play Return of the Mac. 
and he'll look at you like, why aren't we playing Blind Melon? And you're like, oh, okay. Or that. And you're like, isn't Blind Melon like an 80s band? Like, (laughs) band's weak. And then you'll probably get shot. Yeah. But he he loves Blind Blind Melon. Uh, (laughs) Scene. Okay, so check out Beamers for all of your fucking needs. Whether you need to get something fixed, you need something new. Yeah. Whether it's a bike, a scooter, or a skateboard, or a bump box. He's and got them all the in there. This is season you can get it all fixed up. Get it in there now. Yeah, man. Before Spr- it gets crazy. Because you know what? Spring is right around the corner. Well, you want to be yeah. prepared. It almost feels like spring out there right now. Yeah, there's some places where you can bike and scooter and skate right about now. Yeah. So get it in there. Get it fixed up. Tell them Jeff and Greg sent you. I'll probably look at you like, who the hell's that? And then... That's how you know you're in the right place. Yep. Definitely. All right. Beamers Action Sports Pro Shop. Pro Shop. Get on it. Get it. And we're back. Oh, shit. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. It feels like it's only been like two seconds. Yeah, but it's been way longer. Way fucking longer. (laughs) Way, way, way longer. It's been like way fucking longer. Yeah. It's been way longer. Like a fuck it, almost like a week later. I was just going to see how many times we could just keep going back and forth with that. That's what I could she said. It's yeah. been way longer. <laughs> she never said that, actually. Yeah. Sure, it was way longer with somebody else. Hey, Greg, do like you... Like what? Wait a minute, what? <laughs> <laughs> he was way longer. Oh, <laughs> damn. Shots fired. Damn. And I don't just mean time. You might end up in a grave, And I just don't bitch. mean... I don't mean just time, either. Yeah. Oh, damn. That way. Yeah. Girthy? Yeah. <laughs> was way girthier? Yeah. What are we talking about? I don't know. I have no idea. Are Rulers? we talking about dicks now? No. Yeah, no, it was the time that we were gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That, that's yeah. It's been right. so long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're back. We're back, and like we said, we have a guest in the studio with us. Hell yeah. Coming back all the way from episode 129. Damn. It's yeah. been a long time, brother. You know 129? what? 129? Greg, do you know? Do you realize how much shit has happened since 129, <laughs> since he they were here, since he was here last? Mm-hmm. Like we had Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and all that. Right. But we also both got COVID. sick as shit from COVID. We both got oh, yeah. sick. Yeah. So my wife still hasn't fully recovered from that. Yeah, mine either. Yeah. So it's been it's been quite a uh, roller coaster. Very much but a roller coaster. We finally got him back in the studio, and we got Michael back in the studio with us. Michael Myers! Welcome back to Grey Bush <laughs> Studios, brother. It is wonderful being here, guys. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah man. Dude, I've seen your journey on, is it Facebook? Where you're just getting <laughs> What's that? What's that new app? What's that new app? That Facebook? fangled app. Where you're just getting oh, fucking. Oh, I'm making an app. Just getting fit as fuck. Oh, there's an app for that? I don't know. <laughs> i just seen, like, pictures of you just, like, <laughs> modeling and shit, dude. <laughs> no, like that, that was me like showing off. Yeah. Looking like he's sculpted out of Fucking marble, chiseled marble and shit over there, dude. <laughs> I honestly, in all honesty, I do that uh, just to just to build my self esteem a little bit. Yeah, so I feel good yeah. about yeah. myself. Yeah, that would work. That, yeah, yeah. Do I'm people c- refer to you as a twink at all? A twink? No, he's yeah. not a twink. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Is he too old for a twink? Because <laughs> he's no. chiseled out of the fucking that's marble, bro. That's not what a twink is. No, a twink is like a skinny little, little, little tiny fella. Oh, yeah. he's not tiny or little. That's also really applicable though. That's like one of those nicknames, like a big guy called tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is yeah. kind of. But what what do they call people like Mike who are chiseled out of fucking marble? I don't know. I'm not up on the. Uh, You're not up on the, the gay, gay terms. 
vernacular. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Don't lie to me. <laughs> Let me get my phone. <laughs> <out. laughs> no, we know somebody that's chiseled out of marble. Uh, oh, basically challenged. No, oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. I like that. How's it feel, man? You like, are you in the best shape of your life right now? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I can't argue that actually. Like, I, I want to say, you know, our twenties, my twenties was supposed to be my prime, but. I mean, refinement comes with age, you know. So yeah, yeah. Look at me, Shit, I'm forty. I'm best shape of my life, bro. The first time you've been totally round. <laughs> best best shape of my life, bro. <laughs> round, rounder than a motherfucking <laughs> basketball, bro. You know, I was doing good for a while there, man, and I just fuck got COVID, and then I just like, eh, I'm not cooking. I don't see it that way. I think that you're lucky. You don't have to do all the working out and all the hard work. You can just age gracefully no matter how round you are because you're, you're okay and content. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, like that's graceful guy. aging. I knew I liked you. In your skin. I knew I liked you, yeah. bro. I knew it. Be comfortable in your own skin, dude, right? I just knuckle bumped him, dude, and it felt like it hitting hurt? a wall. Did it hurt? It felt like hitting a goddamn brick wall, dude. It was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> His hand's like a chisel, like a fucking, uh, it's like a, uh, like a Mack truck coming Yeah, at dude. You. Mine's just a pudgy fucking... Just a soft... Yeah, like just soft, soft little pink... Like if somebody slapped me, I'd just start crying, dude. You know what I mean? Like, oh, why'd you do that? And he's just fucking out there, dude. Just You're making me feel like I should put mittens on anytime I give somebody a knuckle <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I mean, call them boxers, right? He's just out there just fucking... Yeah. So, so we got Michael back in the studio with us. Um, it's been a too long. It's been it's a, it's been too long. It has been a while, uh, but when you were here the first time, um, we 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 made it sort of b- more about getting to know you a little bit, having right. a little bit of fun, getting comfortable in the studio, and and uh, we in talking to you, we realized that you have quite a story to share, quite a story, quite the story, yeah. if you will. And so so we thought we'd bring you back in and like get into it, get a little bit deep. Um, Maybe a little bit different kind of show than than we usually do, but that's all right. Yeah. Can you have me another beer? I mean, please. Jeez, it's Valentine's Day, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah, this is the third one I've handed you. What are you going to hand me? My dick pretty soon. <laughs> 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 I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are all sounds that are going to happen after I start sticking in your ass. (laughs) 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 Anyway. All right. We got to get back to the story. Michael, can I tell you something real quick? Sure. So I want to, I want to get, I want to get serious. I want to get serious and I want to do this for real. Uh, But we have a, problem like we have a greg and i have an issue <laughs> greg and i have an issue and it's always been a fucking thing yeah um and i don't know why it's got to be like that probably because we're 14 at heart <laughs> at heart maybe 12 is maybe is an 11 i don't th- i don't think we're not very good at letting more than about uh, 30 seconds go by without making some kind of uh, dick joke Dick joke or some poop joke so or fart joke. So or I'm gonna do my best, <laughs> <laughs> or burping loudly mm. into the microphone. Mm. 
rudely. Oh, it's like stuck all up in there, dude. I bet. Like it's bad. Yeah. Well, oh. if you're not if you're not bullshitting while I'm talking, then we're not going to have any real contrast for my <laughs> conversation anyway. Right. You know, we got to give it some balance and and something besides morbid or crazy wild story. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I could see all it in right. your eyes. Yeah, it gives us variety. Yeah, you got a okay. little bit of crazy. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of murderous intent. All going the crazy. On. Not not anymore when I was yeah. a kid though. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Sweet man. <laughs> hey man. Sweet. <laughs> Stop yeah. Please don't, don't kill me, girl. We're gonna be survivors. <laughs> We're all survivors. <laughs> I'm a survivor. All right. Let's all right. get into it then. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. You s- jump in when you feel comfortable, bro. Right. Yeah. Let's no. hear the story of Michael. Oh yeah, that's mm. I'm I'm glad you put it that way and thank you Jeff cuz honestly like hearing that that you know my story is has relevance is is big for me cuz I whole my, my whole life I thought I was just a scumbag, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And now yeah, I'm making a dating app. I mentioned that on the last show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, fell in, right? Fell in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's you know it's I've been on there a couple times, you know. Fell in, you know. I'm catfishing them a little bit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> really? Well, no, the felon, felon is spelled uh. F-E-L-L-I-N because there are no felons, F-E-L-O, and there's only people who fell in to unfortunate circumstances. Right. So it's, you know, felon is the app for people. Yeah. Except the thing about this app is, I mean, it's, you know, it's not only a dating app for what is considered the criminal demographic, but I myself came up with the idea fit into that demographic. Mm-hmm. You Google my name right now. There's a long, elaborate, detailed story that paints a picture of me as as just the worst demon, kidnapper, psycho, crazy, wild criminal person in the world. And just so we have it clear, like, what would they have to Google? Your <laughs> what oh, name? Because you're going by Michael right now. Yeah, Michael's yeah. my middle name. Yeah. Right. And, and that that that's just because it was a term of endearment to me right, since right. I was a kid. I don't want anybody to think that I'm trying to obscure my identity. That's why right. my Facebook stays the same way. Yeah. But no, if you look up Nathaniel Michael Jaffe Norris, right. Nathaniel Norris or Nathaniel Jaffe Norris, right. you'll find that story. Yeah. And it's even worded so that it's still under investigation. It's from 2012. Wow. But, I mean, it's really clearly the fact that I'm sitting here not doing 25 years. I mean, there's some questions to be answered. Either law enforcement is so incompetent that here's this crazy animal sitting here on a podcast. Yeah. Or I really didn't do shit wrong. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to go with the uh, the crazy animal part. Yeah, I like that, I, too. I feel like we're in danger a little well, bit, you know? That, that's oh, what yeah. I tell people. You I know, feel like I'm living on the edge, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, oh, so, shit, yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of questions. There's more questions than information if you Google my name right now. Yeah, it, right, you know, right. It's, there's a lot of bullshit there. So, we're going to clear some of it up. But to, just to be frank, dude, like, the media today in this day and age is so fucking crazy. Right, Absolutely. like the like the media could just spin shit to like, huh? Really? Because I don't feel like that is happening at all. You know what I mean? Like they just, and it's almost to the point now where it's like if you don't think like a certain people, then you just get canceled. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, well, we live in in shock culture too now. If yeah. something's not something's not over the top crazy, it's not going to get that much attention. Right. You know, so it's got to be real controversial. Like uh, being a stalker kidnapper that went to maximum security federal prison. <laughs> oh right, <laughs> but, right. Yeah, that that 
that story behind all that, you know, the, the stalker kidnapper guy making a dating app, right. started actually when I was 12. You know, because that's, that's how I went through the whole system. Right. Maximum security, juvie, maximum security, state, and federal. How old were you in 2012? 2012. Uh, I was in my early or mid-20s. I think I was 25. 25, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was 25, 24, 25. And right. uh, let's see. And then, uh, yeah, that, that all started at 12. Yeah. And like I said on the last, or I think I told you guys. Right. Um, I had repressed memories that only just recently came back. Because um, <coughs> at 12... Our family was the victims of a high-profile hate crime in Bismarck, North Dakota in 1998. Wow. And <coughs> as a result of that, you know, the, the system did what the system does. You know, they just, it was a uh, correctional officer that was terrorizing our family. Right. Uh, <coughs> what was that movie that had Samuel Jackson in it, he, where he was terrorizing his, their neighbors? And he was a police officer. They had nobody to call. It's kind of s- probably like that, right? Oh, uh, no, this is worse. Oh, I'm sure it was. No, I, it turns out that at 12 was when my childhood ended. The whole, whole thing was done. That was it. Wow. Because I came home with Dad one day, and, you know, we're checking the message on the answer machine. That's cool. You know what I mean? You remember checking the message. Oh, yeah. You never know what Definitely. you're going to hear. You know, yeah. I was too poor to have an answering machine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you have seven messages. <laughs> no, I always lived through people, though. You know, like I will go to their houses and listen to their messages. Because okay. I didn't have an answering machine. But, yeah, I did. <laughs> well, it's a I good mean, rub it did. in, rub it in, huh? If we if we could have a time machine, I would go buy you one. Thank you. I don't do it, man. I had an answering machine. And it was all bad. It fucked my whole life up. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> That's why I'm sitting here. <laughs> There's a lot of risk that comes with those machines. They don't tell you about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like listening to the answering machine, like actually <laughs> listening to it, like ooh, well, I don't want that message. <laughs> But, uh, no, when that happened, uh, one day, you know, because my, oh, man. Yeah, you know, we'll start actually at the beginning. Bismarck, North Dakota. Right. That's where I grew up. Right. I was born and raised. Okay. Now, we don't think of Bismarck, North Dakota as being the kind of place where there's a lot of corruption. Mm-hmm. I mean, not. Speak for yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, here in Idaho Falls, we have. We have a, a demographic yeah. that, w- it, you know, it's pretty much exactly like Bismarck was. Right. You know, predominantly Caucasian. Um, there's mixture there, and people get along. Yeah. Um, but Bismarck, in 1998, right. we, we were only one of two black families in a city of about 50,000 people. Wow. Yeah. yeah At least that anybody even knew of. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. So... <laughs> We lived, you know, like I said, we lived out north of town, on the just outside of town, and my parents, before they got divorced, right, took us to a little church nearest our house called Evangel Temple. Right. And now my dad, you know, he's this tall, six foot three black man from Detroit, and my mom isn't even five feet tall. She's a dainty little pretty woman. Right. And we go to this church, and one day after uh, after service, we're in the, the lobby. It's a big lobby. Right. And my mom was approached by a large number of the congregation. There's at least 15, 20 people. And two of them, two of, the, two, uh, two of our neighbors were included. And they approached mom. They said, look, we need to talk to you and pray for you and stuff. And they specifically, adamantly insisted that they only talk to mom. Right. Dad couldn't come. Oh. Dad had to stay and wait while they go pray for mom. You know, some 
some strange, obscure sort of right prof- process they have for their prayer. So <clears throat> mom goes over there and talks to these people, and they proceed to try to convince her that because my dad studies astrology, he's satanic. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's – I mean, they're know, totally right, of course. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they, they gave her these expressions, elaborate expressions of concern for her immediate physical safety. As they should. And, you know, literally used every twist and spin they could to convince her that she should immediately abandon us for her Ooh. safety. Wow. Everybody. Yep, they yep. went straight to that card. With, they with, just pulled yes. that right out. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, yep. you need to leave your fucking family. <laughs> like, well, needless uh, to say. Hey, uh, you need to, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. You well, know? needless to say, we didn't go to that church very long after. No, I bet. I <laughs> Except. Bet. You know, again, in a place like Bismarck, the ubiquitous tenacity of that sentiment towards our family yeah. contributed to the eventual separation of our family. Right, right. You know, the divorce, they had social workers come in that turned right. me and my siblings against each other. Yeah. And it was a bitter divorce, 23 years of marriage, and this place separated my parents. Yeah. Let me, uh, can I intervene here? Sure. Real quick? Just a, a contrast of, of, of this shit, right? Yeah. So you're in Bismarck, uh, North Dakota, right? Yeah. Wow. Because I grew up in California. And in 1998, dude, like, I, I couldn't fucking tell you I knew a racist person. You know what I mean? Like, there was that the melting pot there is just like, it was so much more. There were so many more of everybody. You Those know? were There's the Limp Biscuit days, man. Yeah, Rat that's what metal I'm saying, coming man. together was, was <laughs> demographics coming together. It's just so, it's so fucking, like, crazy when you hear shit like, wow, because... In 1998, like, fucking, I was 18. I was in the Navy. I knew plenty of fucking black people, Mexican people, any race you could think of, dude, you know? And there wasn't, I couldn't even fucking tell you I knew a racist person, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so crazy that just a few states away, there's this, like, melting pot of hatred going on still in 1998. Because, yeah. like, when you start talking about shit like that, I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm almost going back in time to, like, the 1950s and shit. Like, that's when it was, like, that's when it should be bad. But you're telling me, like, 1998, dude. I mean, when you That's look, crazy, right? That's, that's the whole... That's the whole mind-blowing part for me. It's like, <laughs> Jesus, there's still that, that much hatred well, in when, 1998? I mean, perspectively, when yeah. you look at these small areas, you know, like, especially small towns anywhere in the world, that's kind of the way it is. If you live in a small, especially secluded area like right. North Dakota that's a frozen winter tundra eight, nine months out of the year. Yeah, fuck that place, right? Then, yeah, well, I mean, you end up... They, <laughs> For they, more than that, right. I mean... The hatred doesn't just start as hatred, though, because I did have friends there. There, was, yeah. there were good people there who, yeah. you know, who, took, who saw my situation for what it was. Right. And the, the, the problem isn't so much the hatred and bitterness. It's just ethnocentrism. Right. They literally don't know any better. Right. They don't know anything outside of Christianity, and anything outside of Christianity is the devil. Yeah. They only know what they're taught in that town. Yeah. So they're so ethnocentric, they're helpless to do anything but be hateful. Right. But yeah, that's, I mean, like that's... Like you're raised on it. They keep their dirty and laundry they, out I've of always, Yeah, and I always heard that that is shit, that, it, that racism is not born into you. It's you're raised that way. Trained. Yeah, yeah. you're taught that, mm-hmm. you know. In fact, I think we even have a... I fuck one of our pictures that even says that on here. Mm-hmm. But I always, I strongly believe that. Yeah. It's huh. not something you're born with. It's something you're fucking taught from your parents and, or outside. You know what I mean? Yep. And I, I think that's, that's well, just, I, it's just pure hatred. 
you know? And yeah. I hate I, I, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's cultural. It's a cultural grooming process they have to make people that you know bitter and racist. Yeah. That's really what it is. They got to be groomed for it. Oh yeah. But yeah. with. Uh, <coughs> I'm sure there's still people even then uh, overcome that. Like you said, you still had friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. There were there were good guys, good people that yeah. really saw it for what it was. Right. I still talk to those guys today. Oh yeah. Good um, for you, man. Yeah, and uh at that, you know, after after our parents got divorced, you know, like I said, it was two my older two siblings went to stay with mom, so it was me and my younger brother and sister. I'm I'm twelve years old by this time. Yeah. And my younger brother and sister are just kids. They're like six and seven. Right. And uh this is when you know, dad is single now. We right. go to the video stores, me and my dad and my oh, little siblings. Damn, that's a whole nother subject. Yeah, yeah. Video stores? Yeah. <laughs> damn. That just took us way back, didn't Hell it? yeah, dude. Blockbuster and yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I remember those days. Yeah, yeah, so we're at the video store. Dad's a single dad now. He's got yeah. three of his kids left. Right. And, He's going you know, in those swinging fucking saloon doors, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's yeah. exactly what happened because yeah. some, you know, some broad sees this guy, you know, this black man that sees the blackest thing in a hundred mile radius, yeah. gets a little taste of jungle fever, and you know, they, she got his number, right? And she goes home with that phone number, and her boyfriend finds it. Oh, turns out her boyfriend is a correctional officer at the Maximum Security State Penitentiary. Right. Of course he is. Right, <laughs> and he gets his phone number and says, "Well, I'm going to call this guy." Tell them about how we hang niggers and how niggers are slaves and how we treat niggers around here. Oh, wow. Let them know that we're going to kill his nigger ass. Yeah. So, so they did. And I come home with Dad one day. Yeah. I, I think it was that day or the day after within the same week. Right. But we come home listening to the answer machine messages, and that's when we heard all that stuff. I'm 12 years old. This guy's talking about killing niggers. This was the first time in my life I ever heard anybody being called a nigger. Wow. And it was my dad. Yeah. And it was in my house on the answer machine. Right. So, that, well, there goes my whole childhood because here's more uh, introduction to mortal fear. Yeah. You know, a 12-year-old is not supposed to know what mortal fear is. Right. You oh, know? I agree. So what Dad did was really remarkable. Right. He saw to our immediate physical safety. Right. And then, again, the, 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 the amazing thing he did was he sat us down. Right. Very carefully and meticulously for hours, studiously, taught us not just the meaning or right. the purpose, or, or what the word is for, but he taught us the true historical etymology of it. Right. And its application and its practical application in slavery and today. Right. Um, <clears throat> and doing that, uh, his education, you know, was before the separation of church and school. Right. You know, so they learned things completely differently. But what he told us about that word... Um, was that it actually is the root word of uh, demonization. It's, you know, demonization is, is how the process of that word came to be. Right. Because a lot of people nowadays, even black people, have no idea what it means. Right. Like, literally, the actual meaning. Right. Yeah. Um, the way Dad explained it. You always wonder, like, where it came from. Like, who, who thought of right. that shit? Right. Like, who the fuck thought of that? That's a weird word. Right. Yeah. You know, if you just think about it, like, like how did they come up with that? I mean, you know? it, it did a lot of good for Twisted Tea. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it, twisted it's Tea? Some good. Twisted Tea shot up through the fucking... Dude, that's a deadly <laughs> weapon right they're there. They're doing good right now. <laughs> yeah, they are, they are well, doing good. They are doing good. But, yeah, so when when Dad did this, it was it was really cool because he, he started that lesson by telling us, he, um, he said, Son, the centermost defining characteristic of sentient life right. is adaptability. Right. And what that means is the more we do something, the better we get at it. 
And the reason I'm telling you this, and that's son, why humankind is everywhere, right? Because we adapt, right? And he said the reason I'm telling you this is so that you can mm-hmm. understand the work of a slaver, right? You know, he said, you know, after generations of doing their job over and over, they refined it so much that they could do their entire job with just one word, right? They could wield that word, and anybody that hears it's going to be scared, and the person subjected to that word will be subservient. And it'll be reinforced by the fear of their own and everybody surrounding them. Right. There's no way to get out. It's a hopeless thing. Yeah. Slavery couldn't be done with violence alone. You know, they had to, they had to be inside somebody's head. You know, because we're people. The human spirit's indomitable. We're going to fight till we die, knowing we're going to die. If we know we're going to die, we'll fight harder. Yep. You know, that's the advantage in a fight. Yep. And... That's not acceptable if you got to have a slave, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, making a nigger was done when they were being shipped over to And just the so US. you know, Michael is white as fuck. Crispy, <laughs> crystal clear, colorless <laughs> Caucasian. <laughs> no, I, uh, they, they made that word uh, with the slave trade was what they did was when they first started snatching the slaves, they would take the kids right. to lure the parents. And I heard it wasn't even just white dudes. <laughs> I heard it was just everybody, like black dudes too, slaving, yeah. <laughs> slaving their own dudes, slaving their own people. No, there was a lot of actually white women that wound up in slavery because they were helping black people. That uh, that was what actually led to um, black people getting their education and consciousness back. Oh shit! But yeah, when they made this word, you know, they'd snatch the kids and torture the kids to make the parents be subservient. Right. You know, they would do such brutal things to the kids, the parents would be meek as sheep. So they get all the kids and the parents on the boat, and they put them in these dark pitch black bottoms of this boat for months and months. I heard a lot of people die on those boats, too. Yep. Yeah, it was... It was Probably, like, fucking 45%. Unspeakable. Yep. Yeah, so what they did to actually get there... Because, I mean, again, if you take a family, if you take somebody's whole family, yeah. they're going to fight, and a family is strong. Yeah. So they had to separate the families, and then they had to separate the black man from... The body, the, right. the, the thing they needed to do the work. Right. And the way they did that was in these ships, they would decorate themselves because they're not just taking slaves. They're stealing the gold and the, and the diamonds and jewelry and everything. Yeah. They would decorate themselves with their religious objects of these people and families and the things they loved. And then while decorated with those things is when they would torture their kids in brutal agony. Because right. even in those ships, they were still figuring out ways to, to resist. Right. Um, so what, yeah, that's how actually demonization, uh, came about because when they did this, it took the, the things that brought them love and happiness more than anything else. Right. And after so much of this, they like all their religious artifacts, all their, like everything they ever grew up with, like all their like sacred everything. Right. Yep. So now they just used it against them. Yeah, you know, talking shit, you know, yeah. making fun of them, everything. Jeez. And, now, and they probably don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. They're right. Like, what are you fucking even saying? You know, like right. they don't understand that language, right? Yep. And it just, just fucking beat them and beat yep. them and beat them. Yep. Wow. And uh, that they doing that, um, what it did to the people who, the the people who were subjected to it, was it it made them have to disassociate themselves from those items and reality because right. those items that brought them love now brought them the most profound, unspeakable agony they've, agony they've ever imagined. Oh, wow. And the psych- psychophysiological effects demands them. I mean, your mind just just retreats from it. So their their mind would separate from reality just because, you know, to get away from the pain of the reality. Oh, yeah. And, and that is when you have a nigger because that's you've you've got just a but how did they come who actually like 
fuck, do we ever did we ever figure out like who actually came up with that word? Yeah, that's what I was getting to. Yeah. Um <laughs> It started Dave as Chappelle. It started as just that nigger. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. um that that was the word that they used to to just label what they had when they made slaves because they had right. to give that a name right. and they couldn't call it demonization. Um, but yeah, the, I mean the syllabic enunciation of it, like why somebody would choose those syllables and stuff or the tones of it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I was going to say, it, my guess was going to be that, um, because they're from Africa, from Nigeria, I thought it maybe had some play on the, that's exactly the right. country, Nigeria, dude, they're night. You're Ni- a, Nigers. You're a fucking genius. That is exactly right. Yeah. Jesus, look at that. Well, logically, it couldn't be anything else. Yeah. yeah. Logically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Um, so they're Nigerians, and they just shortened it from there. God, yeah. see, this is why we need to have this conversation. Yeah. We're figuring shit out. God, I feel like I'm a genius over here. You know? <laughs> that was insightful. Uh, but, uh, you know, at, they, they then had a nigger. Okay, because bringing right. these these people across the, the ocean, they now have just a husk, a body with with a soul in it. They, yeah. By the time they got demonized so much, they literally weren't aware of their own existence, kind of right. like a dog. You know, that's why when you saw these slaves, they'd go whichever direction that you push them. They yeah. put them behind a plow, punch them, push them, hit them. He pushes the plow. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, again, that you know, learning about that word, dad, dad taught us that because we needed to understand. Its purpose, right? What it did. He didn't want us to be bitter, and that's what it was really about. Is he? He wanted to make sure that we understood so that we would not be bitter, right? And I was. I mean, I was pissed off. I'm 12 years old. I'm a 12 year old grown ass man. Yeah. You know, you can't tell me shit. Yeah. I said, Dad, I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> Why it's did like, go to your room? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Maybe but, not. <laughs> but you know, I, I was mad at him. I said, Dad. Why wouldn't they just turn around and kill them people when they got freed? You know, they, yeah. they should have killed them, Dad. I mean, yeah. they could have. They were outnumbered. You know, they, yeah. they, there's more of them. And, you know, he had to explain it to me so it makes sense. You know, right. he said, son, after having all that horrible stuff done, and then the last thing he wanted to do was turn around and do it to somebody else. Yeah. You know? I, I get that. And, you, you know. know, Dad talked about that's, you know, the nature of balance. Everything in our existence that we know of, physically or metaphysically, demands balance. Right. And... <laughs> The thing that Dad said about this word that was messed up and that was wrong with it right. was that it has no true antonym. Right. Because that was what Dad said is the formula for learning everything. You have to understand its opposite. Kind of like women. You can't know anything about a woman unless you intimately understand everything she is not. That's why uh, nobody understands women. That's what I was going to say. Nobody <laughs> understands women. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> that you know, because of the demand for balance. Valentine's Day 2021. <laughs> And I'm, you know, women. <laughs> but I'm trying to ask Dad, you know, when he told me this, I said, Dad, how could this word exist then if it needs to have an antonym? How could this dark, evil word possibly be in existence without an antonym? And Dad, Dad explained to me that when the sun comes up, it comes up with the dark pushing it through the sky. The dark right. and the light come together perfectly. You can't see a seam or a line between them. And he said, you know, just like the sun coming up, that light can't exist unless it's in the presence of the dark. And that's that's how we need to understand that word, son, because right. we are light. That is what we were created as. You know, our creator said, let there be light. Yeah. And then here we were. Right. 
So in order for that word to exist, whether it's used against me or, or anything else, it has to have the light pressing against it, just the same as when the sun comes up. Right. You know, or in order for it to exist, it has to have its counterpart keeping it in existence. Right. That just lets you know how, how bright you're shining, right? Exactly, and that's what Dad said, and that, that's what was so beautiful about it, because he said, no matter what happens, son, anybody that uses that word for you cannot do anything with it except give you just enough darkness to make your light shine properly. And right. if you have a really bright light, you're going to absorb a lot of darkness. Yeah. So that was beautiful to me. And yeah. that, that was, it made it impossible for us to really be better. Right. You know? Right. And again, dad's education was really remarkable because it was pre-integration before the school system even integrated. Right. And the, the standard of education was, this is the gold standard. There's not grades. There's not even pass or fail. Right. It was your academic shortcomings get your ass kicked. Right. So yeah. that's the way I learned every lesson. And this is why in a few months, Dad was able to, to give me a hyper-condensed education that, you know, post-Civil War slavery, right. black people had gleaned their education from the centuries of what was already there, you know, and got refined versions of it from usually women that were teachers because back then, women did the teaching. Right. Um, so can I interject something before you get too far away from where you're at right now? Sure. I think it's awesome that your dad had the forethought uh, to talk to you the like that way, to teach you that way. Because I think I think a huge problem with with our country and the way the way that a lot of people are raised is is um, I think I think it's a lot of a lot of young young uh, black kids are, are taught that they have a target on their back. And that just because you are a certain color, that every every white person is looking at you a certain way, or I, I don't know. I, I just think it's it's messed up to teach little kids that they have a target on their back, like immediately to not trust somebody. Just you know what I'm saying. I'm glad you said that because that that was one of the really important parts about the education that Dad gave me. When they were learning, when Dad went to school, again, he was born in 45. Segregation didn't end until he was in his early 20s. So for black people, pre-civil rights and even post-civil rights, right. especially when school was integrated, they were burning those fucking schools down. If it's a right. black school, yeah. if you're a black person at all, post-civil, post-slavery, immediate physical safety did not exist. Right. You're a black person. You barely just became a human being. All these people that hate your guts Still can hate do you. whatever the yeah. fuck they want to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And nobody can do anything about it. Yep. So when, <coughs> when you've got families who didn't have a dad who had this profoundly unique education like I did, yep. that target on their back is their survival response to knowing that they have no, even today, no immediate physical safety for black people. If we learn anything from George Floyd, we learn that. Right. You know, there, there's, it still doesn't exist. So the perception is that these people are playing the victim with this, this, you know, target on their back. And that makes sense. I mean, I, you know, at first glance, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. But this is not very far removed at all from having the schools burnt down. Mm -hmm. You know, we right. could, we could piss on that point in time from here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know? For real, yeah. So it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And just like back then, character assassination is the formula that's used for everything that they get done. Right. 
So the thing that dad said that was remarkable, again, with this education, because today, like today, it's messed up, right? Kids, kids today have it fucking bad because their academic pursuits are compromised, even monopolized by active shooter drills now. <laughs> you know, and that no kid should have to go through that. Again, 12 years old, mortal fear. These kids are in school dealing with mortal fear. When I was in school, we did fire drills. Right. That was fire it. drills. Now, then now they do gun safety drills. Like, oh, yeah. shit. You know, and that's Get what I was your... getting to. Yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah, because that's what Dad said. He said his education came when those schools were still being burnt down. So imagine if you knew almost for certain that your next lesson was going to be the last thing you ever learn in your life. Yeah. And the reason for that is because 30 miles down the road, the last school down there got burnt up a few days ago, and the only evidence or anything that was left was some evidence that they're headed this way. Yeah. So this education is the only chance you have at getting any idea where to find immediate physical safety. Right. And, again, you got to imagine, what is the last thing you'd teach somebody if you knew it was the last thing they'd ever learn? Right. I mean, logically, you're going to want to learn how to enjoy what precious time you have left. And make sure you have the moral fortitude to be okay when this is done. So every lesson started there. Yeah. It was not only a weaponized education that was made for survival, but it was education that came from necessity. Now, we go to school now and learn some pretty cool shit, but we don't even fucking want to be there. Yeah. So, again, <laughs> imagine what you learn if your life depended on it. Right. It's all you ever get to learn. So that yeah. that uh, <coughs> that that education was, was stolen from me when I was brainwashed by the counselors. Right. Because <laughs> while uh, when we started getting terrorized, it was still springtime. Sorry. Curse you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that one. Sneeze again. Yeah. <laughs> no, sneeze again. I can't. No, pretend then. Achoo, achoo. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Man, uh, I feel like you nailed that on that one. <laughs> I don't know if you'll ever re- recapture the magic in that. Practice. Let me try again. <laughs> hey, fuck Achoo. off. Yeah. It's pretty good. I think die. you got it. I think you figured it out. I hope your heart stops. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> I deserve this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Onward. <laughs> I but deserve yeah. this. <laughs> I deserve this. Sorry. Yeah, so that, that started, you know, in springtime, and that's when Dad started our education. And uh, over the course of that summer, uh, you know, things, things got worse, and... Um, I got see this is why oh, this is the only problem I have people right. will be bullshit I get lost uh-huh. it's okay uh, <clears throat> no the uh, dad taught us all that stuff right and uh, while we were being terrorized so when that was all when that was all done uh, dad dad once we realized that not only is the court system not going to help at right. all right and I mean the, and this is 1998. Right, right. We saw in the newspaper articles. Wow. It's still mind-boggling. They me. did yeah. exactly what the system does. Yeah. They didn't charge us off. That's almost 2,000. Yeah. I was 18. It's, it's it, it was a while ago, but it's still pretty much current times. Yeah. It's now. It's like, fuck yeah. me, man. Yeah, Fucking so. Wyoming, man. North Dakota. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking North Dakota, man. North Dakota is... And fucking Wyoming. North Fuck Dakota Wyoming. is... Cheyenne. Fuck that place. Anyway, go on. North Dakota is Wyoming's meth head cousin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this... Uh, where was I at again? Jim, jam it. The court... Right. Where is it going to help you? 
Right, what was it? The court wasn't going to help you at all. Right. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. So we really, you know, we figured out the courts aren't going to help, and, and the, the nature of the newspapers, everybody in town knew that we were completely vulnerable. Yeah. So it, after being humiliated, you Let's know, Let's back up, though. Why were the courts after you? Oh, they weren't after us. They, they were humiliated because when this officer did that, you know, Dad was smart. He, you know, he made it a big deal. You know, he called what cops he could, yeah. sent letters out to everybody he could, the NAACP, yeah. all this stuff. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, it's 1998. Help. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and he's in North Dakota, the only black person a 100-mile radius. Right. There is no help. Right. So, yeah, he did what he was supposed to do. And, of course, you know, with, with law enforcement, their reputation being tantamount, they're humiliated. Yeah. They've got an officer that works at the penitentiary where, where all the minorities are at. Right. You know, doing hateful, evil nigger shit yeah. because he's jealous of his girlfriend who got some jungle fever. Yeah. And the newspaper twisted it as much as they could yeah. to try to save his dignity a little bit, but there's no hiding that. Right, right, right. But yeah, so, at, you know, being And just so we're clear, dude, I mean, ever since you've gotten here, I've got a little jungle fever, dude. You know what I mean? uh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah this is good for me, too. I'm a little hot, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just Should we take our shirts off? Easy with the eye contact. No. <laughs> no, I don't want to ever do that. I mean, he can, but I can't. I don't know. No, no, that's a bad idea. But no, Dad, Dad wanted to sue him, you know, so he was going to go for a lawsuit, you know, get get whoever he could to help sue because that was the only justice he could get. Right. And I, being 12 years old, was the only one of the kids who could quote everything in that message verbatim when they started investigating. Right. And I had a big mouth. I was talking about it to everybody. It was messed up. Yeah. And I had to go see counselors to be evaluated for trauma in order for dad to sue them for traumatizing his kids. Yeah. He had to be evaluated for trauma right. in the state of North Dakota. Right. The exact same state that this cop worked for. Yeah. These state certified counselors are the ones who did my evaluation. Yeah. And they did a really effective job of making absolutely certain that all of my trauma and problems were blamed on my parents' divorce. I've got a supple 12-year-old, most impressionable age of a young man's life mind. Yeah. And I'm sitting in school. Kids are already looking at me weird and stuff because their parents are reading about me in the paper on the front page. You know, we're the little nigger kids that are causing all the drama. Yeah. And so on top of getting those looks, I got the counselors telling me, hey, we don't get to make excuses for the color of our skin around here, okay? You can't be blaming your acting out and, and getting in these fights and stuff on that. Okay. Right. You know, we all got the same opportunities. Are you getting in a lot of oh, fights already at 12? Ass kicked, man. Really? You know what they told me when I was getting, every time I got beat up, right. they, they said, look, uh, after, after like the, four, you know, this was many beatings down the road, actually. Right. They said, look, maybe you should shave your afro so it doesn't draw so much attention. Really? The yeah. counselor said that? Yes. Wow. It's drawing attention. Yeah. And again, these, these cops, you know, they got kids. You know, their kids are going to these schools. Right. Hey, you see that little nigger kid kick his ass. You're not going to get in any trouble with me. Wow. I mean, you can imagine that's, that's how, you know, yeah. that is exactly what it was like. Yeah. So, yeah, the counselor said, you know, cut your afro off and won't draw so much attention. And that's the reason why I've never grown my hair out in my entire life until I got here to Idaho. Right. Because they were right. I had to repress these memories because the few friends I had didn't want to hear about it. It made them uncomfortable. Right. And Dad even had to concede. This is what was more fucked up than anything when I got my memory back. I was in tears. Yeah. I couldn't imagine what Dad had to sacrifice just taking... He looked me in the eye and said, Son, you can't be a kid anymore. You have to be a man now. He terminated his relationship with me as a child yeah. so that he could raise me as a man as his equal yeah. for the sake yeah. of survival. Yeah. So... Having that brainwashed out of me and repressed 
could only leave me full of anguish, rage, and anger. It was the best part about me. Right. That was when I was still Michael. Right. So, yeah, I became rebellious and started getting in trouble. Yeah. And by the time I was 14, I identified as Nathaniel. Dad wouldn't call me Michael anymore because he said I was I was not worthy of the name. Yeah. Because I was pissed. Dad said, because of what the counselors did, because we were helpless, right. Dad was forced to concede and agree with the counselors because it was the only way that I could have a chance to have any peace or a normal life. Right. So he said, look, son, we failed you. Yeah. And your mom failed by, you know, not keeping the family together. Yeah. And... Um, he took the blame for it. He literally sacrificed. And I was pissed off at dad my whole life. That's what I felt so sick about when I got my memories back. Right. Not only did he have to make all these sacrifices, but here I am raged and pissed off against him because I literally didn't even remember what happened. Right. I had no idea. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was pissed off at my dad because they, they made me think that that was a problem. So, so from 12 to 14, you're just fighting everywhere no, as much that, as you can. Uh, made more like from – Almost 13 to 14, and then the rest of my, uh, right in, well into my early 20s. Yeah. But yeah, that that's what actually started where my criminal history started. Right. Because, yes, I was pissed off, angry, rage kid. I, I had this, this, this information in my head. Right. And I didn't know it was there. What's worse is before I was 14, I've already got full-blown PTSD. Right. And no fucking idea I have it. So I got to fight with this monster my whole life. Right. And, yeah, I was a violent kid. I wound up in and out of prison. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when was the first time you went to prison? Uh, juvenile. Yeah. Juvenile. I went to prison in juvenile because I, I, there was a guy that was selling weed, and he was selling short bags to my friends. Right. He was, I was 16. He was 20-something. So I met up with him like I wanted to get a bag, and I beat him up. Right. I, I busted him up pretty good. And I did it right behind the police station. <laughs> wow. That's ballsy. <laughs> yeah. That's ballsy as fuck, bro. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. He All had right. To, he had to get uh, he had to get his uh, his orbital bone and stuff. He had to they had to have to do some surgery on his eye because I hit him right in the eye. Yeah. So not only did you beat this kid's ass behind the, it's ballsy on a multiple of levels here because this guy's selling weed behind a police a police station. And, and you're like po- you're like I'm just gonna fuck this guy up right behind the police station. <laughs> it's like. Jeez, there's a lot of ballsy shit going on right there. Yeah. That's the best way to get away with it is right under their nose. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess it, so, You right? do it casually enough, it's not, you know, they don't even notice it. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was in the Denny's parking lot I did that. Yeah, How old that were was, you? How old were you? I was 16. 16. Yeah, I wound up spending a year, almost two years in juvie for that. Holy shit. I got out when I was 18. Okay, so what happens to, like, education in that time frame? <sighs> okay, so I didn't get a traditional education at all. When I'm in school, all my grades, Fs. Right. Even in college, I tried to go to college for a couple of years. Yeah. Fucking failed everything. Yeah. And, you know, the reality of it was exactly what Dad said. He said, son, they're not going to teach you a goddamn thing that's going to keep you alive when you get home. Right. None of it. Right. And uh, the big majority of it is a lot of bullshit. Yeah. You know, but that, that speaks to the other side of our education where he showed us what's wrong with the Bible and the Book of Mormon and the Quran. Right. But that's a whole other story. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, 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 that's religious right there. We could yeah. get in a whole fucking bag of worms on that shit. Yeah. yeah. But let's, yeah. Stick to, let's stick to this. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so my education all came from at home, and I'm failing in school because not only could I not pay attention because I was, you know, fucked up in, in PTS. I'm hypervigilant in school because yeah. at some point I'm going to get beat up. Yeah. My immediate physical safety doesn't exist, and the newspaper made sure of it, and law enforcement backed it up and vice versa. Yeah. I bet you learned how to fight real fucking quick, though. Huh? Well, knowing, knowing how to fight doesn't do any good when you're a runt. Yeah. Well, that was one of the most painful parts for me about this memory coming back because 
when I got my lessons, like I said, they were based on discipline. Yeah. Discipline for dad, remember he's a six foot three, broad shouldered black man, he's strong. Right. Was vicious. Yeah. If I messed up in my studies, yeah. punishment came vicious and quick yeah. and extreme. Yeah. And I mean it could have been anything. Yeah. I know I'm gonna get fucked up if I get this answer wrong. Yeah. Which makes learning super easy. Cause yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're in a natural state of uh, of attentiveness, you right. know, because you, you you know your physical safety depends on it. But but wait, up. let's get into that a little bit. Yes, so, exactly. So your dad beat the fuck out of you if you Absolutely. fucked up. Absolutely. Wow. And all sorts of ass whooping. The reason for that is there's a really good reason for it. Yeah. The best reason. Um, <clears throat> this is this kind of sacrifice he had to be. It absolutely broke my heart. Uh, he said. Uh, he said, son, and he actually, it was the first time I've ever seen emotion on my dad's face yeah. that drew tears out of his eyes. Right. He sat down next to me. And after, when was this? This was right after a particularly bad ass whooping when I was 12 during this summer. Okay. That I was learning everything. Right. Because, I, again, I fought with dad over some of these lessons. Yeah. I got pissed off, and we'd fucking fight. Yeah. But he sat down next to me, and I was crying. He just got done whooping my ass. Yeah. And I'm a 12-year-old grown man crying. I'm, I'm totally embarrassed. I'm trying to retain my toxic masculinity, you know what I mean? Yeah. Dad sat down. He rescued my toxic ma- masculinity first. He said, yeah. son, it's okay to be a man that cries in public yeah. because it's better than getting beat up by a man that's crying. Right. Nobody wants to see that shit. There's no winner at the end of that fight. Yeah. <laughs> right. But what he did after that, he told me, he said, son, I know that I've been very, very hard on you. Yeah. With your lessons and, and very, very, your discipline has been tough. Yeah. And I don't do that because of any of your academic shortcomings or because you disappoint me or for your, your capacity to endure or your toughness. Yeah. Uh, I did that so that your education has practical application, immediate value of practical application in your life. What I mean by that is someday, son, <coughs> somebody is going to do vi- physical violence to you. Yeah. It is absolutely inevitable. Just because of who you are and the way you look. Yeah. And I cannot possibly prepare you for imminent extreme physical violence by sheltering you from it. Yeah. Which is logical. Right. How can you prepare to get beat up? Right. Or fight? Yeah. So that's what that's the sacrifice he had to do. Imagine being a beating the shit out of your twelve year old kid because you had to. Yeah. I I as a dad I couldn't fucking do it. Was he like teaching you how to fight? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He, you know, I, I mean, again. Because there's a difference between just beating the shit out of somebody <laughs> and then teaching them how to fight, right? right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, hey, maybe, like, throw some punches instead of just, like, beating the shit out of somebody. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, could get, I could get behind your dad if he's, like, trying to fucking teach you how to survive. I can't get behind him if he's just, like, beating the shit out of you because you got a wrong answer. You know what I mean? Like, uh, hey, no, dad, how about he... How about you maybe show me some fucking moves before you beat the shit out of me, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, you remember Dad, you know, like I said, Dad got his education or pre-integration. I, so get, I get that. I get that. Every- but as a dad, like, as a dad, I'm, I'm a dad, man. I'm like a, like, and I know it's a completely. You're, was, you're a dad it, in 2021. Yeah, it's a completely fucking different thing. But when you say, like, hey. It's a survival of the fittest. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, my son is going to have to face physical violence. I'm going to have to fucking teach him, teach him some shit. You know, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure he's teaching you trial by fire. And I'm sure it's, <laughs> and I'm sure it's hard as fuck. But 
you should do this to him. Yeah. <laughs> you got to fucking See, it hurts, teach. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> as long as he's teaching you, like, I get it. But if he's not, if he's just beating the shit out of you because you got a wrong answer, I don't know if that's the right way to do it either. You know what I mean? Like, you obviously you're behind him, so he did the right thing, but... Jesus, man, that is, it's rough to see, like, any kind of fucking adult beating the shit of a kid. Yeah. You know, it, to me, that's wrong. Right. I, I feel like, ooh, fuck. Because, yeah. I mean, kids, no matter how big or strong the kid is, they're going to fucking break, dude. Yeah. You know? And I feel that, man. Yep. I feel that in my heart. Yeah. I feel that in my bones. I feel that in my soul, mm-hmm. you know? And they're not going to break just physically. They're going to break mentally. Right. Yep. And I feel that. I feel that may have happened to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's what my therapist was saying. He said, you know, you've, you you're a poster child for trauma. Um, but I mean, it wasn't Rex Quando's dojo. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> From Napoleon down. Right. Rex yeah. Quando. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. That guy's no. a fucking American hero. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> he uh. Napoleon or? No, Rex Quando. Oh, okay. Yeah, hey, so power bottom over here. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Call Blake up. Jesus. Well, no, like I said, anyway, go on. Uh, every, like I said, uh, that that was academic standard. Yeah. You know, mm. I couldn't get punished unless there was a lesson. Right. Everything had to have practical value. Right, that's right, that's right. the idea of a weaponized education. Okay. You know, and, and obviously there's got to be some at least basic combat skills. We definitely had to know how to shoot. He showed us the best spots on the property to go if we were, right. you know, if they did come up 40 deep hooded rogues in the middle of the night to Jesus. kill as many people as we could. Wow. I'm 12 fucking years old, man. Jesus. I don't want to be fucking going to school thinking about what if I got to kill some of these kids and their dads? Yeah. I'm shooting no, yeah, a gun no. as fucking big yeah, as no I am. shit. Well, like, fuck shit. that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he so, was teaching you, like, choke points. Like, oh yeah! Hey, all right, right, right here. They can have to funnel through this little alley, right? Ba 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 ba. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll take care. Of Dad them. studied martial arts. Uh, he old school kempo, old yeah. school kempo karate. Right. That's not like some some you know some uh, taekwondo nonsense. Right, right, right. Kempo is the. I mean, if you look at Chuck Liddell, he has a kempo tattoo on his arm. It says yeah. kempo on his shoulder. Yeah. And kempo is brutal. Yeah. Kempo is literally. It starts with getting your ass kicked. The whole class circles around you, and you fight them off. Don't mm-hmm. fucking go down. Really? Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, well, that was old fuck, school. That's a class I want to join in. Yeah. <laughs> I think I could win. <laughs> Just start jerking them off. <laughs> like, what's he doing? I don't know. But I can't. I think I went through that when I was trying to. When I was trying what, to Kimpo? join MS-13. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, when yeah, MS-13? When I got. Yeah, that's fucking. That's totally different. <laughs> All right. That's a whole other story. <laughs> I didn't make it. No, you don't have any tattoos. Yeah. No, not on your face. You gotta have face tattoos. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have an MS thirteen tattoo on your face somewhere. Yeah. Hey, before we get too much too f- much deeper, um, I think it might be a good time to take a little bit of a break. Yeah. Show some love to a sponsor. Okay. And uh we'll be right back. Sound good? Sure. All right, let's do it. All right, baby. Hey Greg, you know what? I'm a little hungry, bro. Yeah, me too, man. I got a hankering. What is it? What is it for? I got a hankering. There's only one thing that we'll do right now. I got a hankering for some street tacos. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You have any idea where I should go to get my fix for street tacos? There's only one. I was place thinking to about go. Taco Bell or something. What? I don't know. Do you I want explosive know. diarrhea or something? No, absolutely not. Well, don't go there. 
Well, I have the perfect place. I can't think of any other fast food restaurants no, to get you tacos from. Pump the brakes, my friend. What? Pump the brakes. What? We can go to Garcia's Street Tacos and get some Bria tacos, brother. Wait, 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 wait. Garcia's Street Tacos? That's yeah. A, what is that? That's a place. It's a magical place where they make burritos, tacos, and all kinds of authentic Mexican food and cuisine. Really? Yes. It's better than Taco Bell? Yes. A lot better than Taco Bell. Huh. Don't wait. Don't you remember the last time you had Taco Bell? Yeah, I do, actually. I'm still feeling it. Yeah. And it was well, a month ago. Let's try to erase I that. I feel sick. Yeah. Let's go to Garcia's. Okay. We'll talk to Letty. We'll ask her about the burrito tacos. And what they are wait. is it's a taco that you dip. I've heard, I've heard of those. I've seen it on Facebook. I've seen the videos. Well, let me tell you. I've wanted to try those forever. You need to try it and experience it firsthand. Garcia's Street Tacos, you said? Garcia's Street Tacos. Not only does she have burrito tacos, mm -hmm. she has burrito ramen. Really? And burrito fries. Oh, you know what? What? I, it's all coming back to me now. Is I it? just I just saw a video the other day where there where someone was promoting that. And and she was saying she could even do everything burrito in in keto style if you're into that. Wow. Yeah, everything. Well, sign me up. Because I'm hungry. But the tacos are probably small, right? No. We can need like 15 no. or 16 of them just no. to No. No, 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 no. That's usually that's how street the best tacos part. are. Yeah. That is normally. But these tacos mm -hmm. are massive. They're the size of a pit bull. What? Yeah, they're huge. It's <laughs> a really big taco. You like won't be disappointed. I'm, we need to get on these pit bull sized tacos. <laughs> I don't even know why we're here right they're now. They're probably really this. expensive though. Huh? No, no. They're, you know, normal normal price. God damn. Why aren't we there right now? We're, I'm going right now. All right, let's go. Let's go. Garcia Street Tacos. Boom. Hit them up. And we're back. Let's and do this back. shit. All right, all right. Back where we left off. Yeah. 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 So I was like I was saying, uh, you know, the education was discipline. We were talking about that, and it was rough. Right. Um, but uh, uh, real rough. Fuck. Yeah. Man. Jesus Christ. Yeah. After that, um, you know, again, that that education was was what was taken away from me. Mm -hmm. You know, and I I. Literally, I didn't know that I had that. But, you know, my whole teenage years, all the trouble I was getting into, you know, I didn't even know who I was, literally. Half right. of my mind was gone. And that's the definition of being out of your mind. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but that, that's, that's where the argument is that, you know, many of the crimes that I committed, you know, weren't really – I, I pled guilty to everything. Yeah. Every time I signed something that said I was guilty – Yeah is illegitimate for the fact that I didn't know who I was. Right. How can I sign some shit if it's not even fucking me doing it? Right. You know, and that, um, <clears throat> that was the nature of my criminal history. Now, I can't make excuses. Right. I can't say I never punched anybody in the face. You know, I can't say, I can't say I was just misguided. Right. Um, <clears throat> that said, anybody who investigates, you know, looks at my paperwork, there's a lot of bullshit that shouldn't be in there that doesn't have anything to do with what actually happened. Right. You know, just like when you look up my name on Google. Yeah. You know, how does any of that make sense? How right. is it possible that this crazy animal is out here right now? You know what I mean? 
But that, that, I mean, again, with that situation, the law enforcement officers knew exactly what was yeah. going on. They knew I wasn't a kidnapper or a stalker. Right. And they, they put a gun charge on me. Right. With a gun. Wait, wait, who did they, uh, they say you kidnapped? Ah, yeah, that's, oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Glad you asked that. Yeah, because we're kind of jumping right now. Yeah. Like, well, we went to, like, well, I signed a lot of crazy shit. Having my memories come back, I, I can't string thoughts together very well because <laughs> yeah. everything's a jumble. Yeah. I, I got to think in third person and then address the other guy in my head before I can actually understand what I'm saying. Right, right, right. <laughs> I get you. Yeah. but uh, all good. Yeah, so with that, with that, that girl. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm 20. I'm in my mid-20s. Right. Okay, and I'm, I'm all the way full-blown douchebag. Yeah. Doing what you do in your mid-20s. I'm plowing, you know. If I, if, you know I'm What's that mean? Plowing. Yeah, uh, I have no idea what that means. I think you know what it means, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't plow. I've never plowed either. Well, so that means my dick made my decisions. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that. Yeah. I get that. So I'm seeing this girl. I'd met her on some website. Cutting diamonds. Her dude. name was Ashley Jenkins. Right. And I'm seeing Ashley for like I don't know. It could have couldn't have been more than eight weeks. Right. And the nature of our relationship was we would meet up, have some sex, hmm. and fight, and then ghost out and not talk for a few days, then do it again. Yeah. Like definition textbook toxic relationship. Yeah. You know, just just some sex. Well, one day during these uh, ghosted out times, we weren't talking. She posted on my Facebook. Now, this is 2012. Yeah. I'm not checking my Facebook on my phone. And, you know, posts just go right up. Right. So when she posts on my page, uh, is anybody else dating this guy? And another girl spoke up. She's now livid. Yeah. Now, I remember, we're ghosted out. We're not talking. I am right. unaware this is happening. I didn't check my fucking Facebook. Right. So... Uh, not long after that, what she did when she was pissed off was she went from Fargo up to Duluth, Minnesota, to a women's shelter there. And when she went into that shelter, she had to explain oh, to them no. why she was there. And she told the police officers, she gave them she gave them my last name with her name. She said she was Ashley Jenkins Norris and that we were married. And that her three illegitimate fucking kids were ours. And that's when she gave them half of that long story. Right. Then they sat down and edited it, embellished it. Yeah. And released it before they uh before I even got arraigned in court. They arrested me and the next day put it in the in the news newspapers and national news. It actually had a little spot on MSNBC. Oh, wow. Reign of terror ends as man who stalked wife and children across four states is apprehended. Wow. Yeah. Four states. Yeah. They looked up and found there was no wedding certificate. Yeah. Her story said that we went from North Dakota, Montana, all these other states, and another woman women's shelter. She said that I had kicked the door in, and kidnapped her. Yeah. She gave her gave them the the address and everything. The shelter they called the shelter. They never fucking heard of this broad. Yeah. All the shit she said did not check out. She said I smashed her brother's teeth out at one point. Wow. They called her brother and counted his fucking teeth. Yeah. <laughs> so nothing checks out. Yeah. But I got arrested anyway. Yeah. You know, so there's you know there's motive there. Wow. And again, this is all in the paperwork. Yeah. I have my paperwork for this. I can't make this shit up. Right, right. This stems from a beef I had with cops in Bismarck. Yeah. Now, you know, they're all in the same unions. They're buddy-buddy. Right. So this guy pissed you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, a beef with a cop. Yeah. I'm doing everything I want because he can't do shit to me because he's a cop. He's got rules he's got to follow. So yeah. I can talk all the shit I want. Right. So he got back at me <laughs> this way. You know, he told all of his little buddies this, this, and that and made sure that I, I, they arranged for me to get fucked well and good. Yeah. And that's what they did. So when, when we met up, 
after she gave him the story, what she did was she left that shelter the next day. Right. Without warning or word, took off and went down to Detroit Lakes to meet up with me for some more of this toxic sex. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you so, know about any of the shit going on yet? None of it. None of it. Yeah, because we meet up, we have some sex, and the next day I go outside and, you know, here's a SWAT team, a task force, guns drawn. Get down. We're going to fucking kill you. Get down. Rested. Yeah. No idea why. Was I'd this be after the sex though? After this, I got uh, laid. Yeah, I got yeah, laid first. Yeah, yeah good. <laughs> good. <laughs> no, uh, <clears throat> no, uh, they, um, I get arrested. I have no Nothing idea why I'd be arrested yeah. at all at gunpoint. Right, right. Not for two. But you're pretty calm though after that nut though. Huh? <laughs> you're like, yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, I know. I got yeah. that dick, baby. <laughs> all right, you can arrest I me. Could for use that a little shit. rest. Yeah, now. it was good for me. A little tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, I uh, I got arrested. I for almost three I days. I got that dangerous dick. Yeah, go ahead and arrest me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I I didn't know why I was even in jail. Right, right. And you know they realized real quick their story is not going to stick in front of a judge. Right. Because you know they found out she's full of shit. You either fucking kidnap somebody. There's either somebody in your basement and a hole putting lotion on, or there's not. Right. This is not the kind of crime where it's ambiguous. There's questions. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we're in a, a hotel room, and she's not tied up or actually fucking scared or anything. Yeah. Was, that, that should have been it right there. Right. You know? What, you guys had some sex this morning? I don't know. Anyway, but, you know, they arrested me to make sure that something stuck. Some part of her story had to stick. Otherwise, I've got a wide-open defamation character wrongful arrest suit. Yeah. Well, that's not fucking acceptable. Right. You know? And again, this actually literally, according to the paperwork, stems from the bullshit back in Bismarck. This right. officer from Bismarck, specifically mentioned how much of a pain in the ass I am. Yeah. And that this, you know, it, it went into detail about how literally in my discovery, one of the reasons for my arrest was a written complaint that I made against an officer accusing him of discrimination. Oh, wow. This was in the papers that were sent to the judge to get my arrest warrant. Yeah. What the fuck is that in there for? Yeah. So. Nothing to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, so but that. They, but they went on it. Anyway, they did it anyway. The judge made the warrant. Yeah, he's like, not oh, only did he make the warrant, these cocksuckers went from Duluth across every every county in line uh, to do it. That's totally illegitimate. The feds, the feds are the only people that can do that. Yeah. So while I was in custody for this fake charge, they realized it wasn't going to stick. I went to court um, to get arraigned, and the court said that the judge, to to his credit, looked at the prosecutor and said, "Look, every bit of this story is hearsay. There's not one bit of evidence with it. Why is this guy in my courtroom?" Yeah. They said, you know, Your Honor, he's extremely dangerous. And then they spent a good 10 minutes going over my criminal history with all the embellishments possible. Yeah. And they followed it up with, hey, you know, we've got the U.S. Marshals here in case he is released, you know, because they want to investigate everything. Yeah. And they're the cocksuckers who went and threatened my roommate and my ex-girlfriend. Right. And said that they don't testify against me for having that gun, that they're looking at time for obstruction of justice. Right, right, right. Because in order to charge me with constructive possession of a gun that was not in my fucking hands. Right. They got to get two people to witness in front of a grand jury that I had that gun. Right. And that's what they did. They threatened my ex saying she's not going to get to see her kid anymore for obstruction. Oh, wow. If she doesn't, you know, just straight up throw me out of the bus. I can't blame them for that. You know, no, you can't. Yeah. You know, but uh, <clears throat> so that's how they got me sent to maximum. And they charged me with a gun, with an assault rifle. It was illegal. Otherwise, it wasn't like fully automatic or anything. Right. But I, they, the judge even said it. He knows I just like to shoot. It was a recreation. I had the gun for recreational purposes. The right. investigation proved that. My ex told him that. Yeah. He just likes to shoot. 
Yeah. You know, which is the America is America. You you could piss anywhere and it's going to be within five feet of a gun. Yeah. But <laughs> the judge said, you know, we understand that you had this gun for recreational purposes, and that's why you're only going to do five years and not fifteen. Right. Um, so you did five years. They sentenced me to four and some change, almost five. I wound up serving three and a half of it before I was able to get out. Wow. Um, but, yeah, they sent me to a maximum security federal penitentiary deep in the middle of the ass crack of hillbilly European nowhere, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Pennsylvania? United States federal penitentiary, Canaan. Jesus. USP Canaan. Fuck. That's where Dracula's from. Dude, <laughs> I, I'm, so I'm, I, I've been to prison before at this point. Yeah. Right? And I'm I'm an asshole. Yeah. You know? Unfortunately for all these cocksuckers that are locked up with me, they got to be in here with me. Yeah. They could have been at any other time period than when I'm here. Right. That's my attitude going into prison. Yeah. And I'm going to maximum security federal penitentiary. One of the things when you're in transport is everybody talks. All the guys are talking. Hey, you know what joint are they sending you to? Where are you going? What's it like at that joint, man? And, you know, the marshals announce what prison you're going to before you get on the bus. And when they announced my name, they said USP Canaan. Now, a lot of these dudes, they're ex-cons, they're vets. They did time. They know yeah. what's going on. A lot of these guys got real confused. Yeah. What the fuck is Canaan, man? I never heard of Canaan. Yeah. What the hell? What'd you do, man? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that that was a little bit unsettling. Right. You know, but again, it's still prison. Prison, prison. There's a bunch of people locked up together. Yeah. You know, we're, we're fucking made into animals. Right. Um, bunch of... <laughs> bunch of this going on, you know what I mean? No, I mean, there's nobody really having sex in there that doesn't want to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you get killed for raping somebody. These dudes got to come back and catch you when you're not looking and Ooh. hit you in the back of the head. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. But, yeah, so yeah. I, they, they sent me out there on, on a gun charge from that false arrest. Yeah. You know, and this is, I mean, this is kind of the nature of my whole criminal history but oh that's that's the part that i was going to get to this is what's really messed up when i got out of juvie yeah my first adult charge was felon in possession of a firearm right they used felonies for my juvenile record i'm an adult now i'm 18 how the fuck can i be charged for felonies in my juvenile record yeah that doesn't you can. make any sense yeah oh yeah i can it sounds like they're breaking the law hey i don't know you want to know why yeah this <laughs> my uh <coughs> The first time I got charged with felon in possession of a firearm, right. I got charged twice, obviously. Went yeah. to federal prison for the second one, state prison for the first one. Both times, I had the exact same make and model AK-47, the uh, the, the Roman kind of, yeah. you know, stereotypical AK-47. Right. Ex-girlfriend got it. It was semi-automatic. Yeah. You know, I just like to shoot, just see, you know, I got a 40-round clip. Yeah. I can shoot all day, keep my dick hard for, you know, a good five minutes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So they, uh, <laughs> you can still keep your dick hard for five minutes. <laughs> Shooting at, I got I the right gun. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even keep my hard well, shit for 30 seconds. <laughs> no, I, uh, my ex girlfriend, right after I got out of juvie, right. I, I was, I started seeing a girl who had got me an AK 47. She gave me a gun for my birthday. I loved that gun. I'm 18. Right. I'm a douchebag. I have an AK 47. I literally slept with that gun. Right. You know, once the you wood and metal it? warms up, it's cuddly. Oh, <laughs> you spooned it? Yeah, 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 so I'm okay. literally spooning my gun. I'm sleeping with my gun right. one night. Okay. And I get a phone call from another ex-girlfriend, Nancy. Now, I am not going to say anything bad about Nancy. I talked Sounds to Nancy today. Sounds like you're today. a fucking player, bro. I mean, I was the, you know, the blackest 
hybrid mixed race thing in a hundred mm-hmm. mile radius. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I Enough stepped said. out a little bit. Not <laughs> get it. But and and again, Nancy Nancy was like every stereotype you could possibly imagine. Small town girl named Nancy from you know from Bismarck. But again, I will not say anything bad about her. She's an incredibly good person. These are stories of the shortcomings of youth and nothing else. Yeah. Nancy now has a, a beautiful hybrid family. She's married to a black man in Minneapolis, and again, mm-hmm. she's an incredible person. But we dated. When, when we dated, uh, I, I'm, again, I'm sleeping with my gun. My girlfriend at the time got me, and Nancy calls me. And this is a Saturday night. I'm sleeping with my gun. This is like 1, 2 in the morning, and I'm literally going to church with Dad in the morning. Yeah. We got church in the morning. Nancy calls me, and she's at a party. She's got a party at her house. And she starts bitching at me about a beanie cap that she left in my car. You know, she's obviously been drinking. She's looking for some attention, the wrong yeah. kind. And she calls a couple more times asking about this hat. I hung up on her. I said, leave me the fuck alone. I got to go to church in the morning. And then like uh, the third or fourth call, some guy on the phone. Yeah. He says, uh, is this that greasy fucking nigger Nathaniel Horace? <laughs> I'm, I'm sleeping with this gun, mind you. The deadliest assault rifle that is killed without those bullets more people than any other gun on the face of the earth. Yeah. I said, well, you, you got a greasy nigger now. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is TJ. Nancy wants your fucking hat back. I said, oh, shit, TJ, I'm glad you asked, because I just found her hat. Yeah. And she knows where I live, so you can come get it from me. If yeah. You can take it. Yeah. Right? You can take it. I'm going to wipe my ass with it. Come yeah. out here and get it, princess. Yeah. And he said, all right, me and my white brothers and sisters are coming. We're going we're to hang your black ass. Oh, okay, yeah. Literally, just the right, same, right, the right. same corny lines <laughs> yeah. that I'll use. Yeah. Right, this right. Is in, this is in 1958, right? <laughs> 1958? Yeah. It sounds like it well, is. Let's see it. This time, it was early 2000s, I think. Jesus oh, fucking. Shut the fuck up. Damn. Jesus. What? Yeah. This was a, yeah, like, again, this is I'm losing all faith in humanity Let's right now. Let's go find TJ. That yeah. was TJ, <laughs> right? No, I saw TJ. TJ, actually, I can't really say anything bad about him either because I saw him in prison down the road, and he was mad enough to, to, to give you the due respect, and he knew that he had fucked up and done wrong. Oh, good. But TJ actually showed up that night. And after I got off the phone with those guys, I knew they were coming. Yeah. I called the only friends that I had. I hung out with these uh, these Bosnian guys because they were different. I was different. We were you know, naturally drawn to each other yeah. in that environment because they had these accents. And yeah. It stuck out. Nobody likes an accent in a place like that, right. especially a sluggish Bosnian accent. Right. So the, they're partying. You know, we're all 18 and 19, and they're partying at a party with a bunch of chicks, and they're pissed the fuck off. Yeah. God damn it, man. We're at a party, and there's chicks and stuff, but they're really good friends. Yeah. I told them, I like, I don't know how many of these guys are coming, and I don't want to actually have to fucking kill them. Yeah. But I got to beat this guy's ass. Yeah. And so they showed up. They came out again. This is 2.30 in the morning by this time. Right, right. Bob and Boris and Sasha came out, <laughs> and we made a plan. I said, all right, this is how we're going to do this. I gave yeah. Sasha my machete. Yeah. I said, Sasha, <laughs> you just make sure nobody gets my gun. If they try to get my gun, don't kill them, but cut the fuck out of them. Yeah. I told Boris, Boris has a real deep voice. I said, Boris, the whole time, I want you to scream at me to kill him. Kill those fucking bastards. I told Bob, I said, Bob, beg me not to kill anybody the whole time. Say, just let him go so we can go home. Make chaos. You know, just scare the shit out of him. And it went exactly according to plan. Right. Uh, we, you know, they showed up. I ran up to their car, let like half a clip off because it's a warm summer night. You know, you feel the concussion of that gun in your chest. Yeah. You know, that, that it's an AK-47. Right. And by the time I got to the car, you know, they had all turned several different shades of white and had the fear of God in them. Right. And as TJ guy was sitting up front, and I, you know, I said, you know, I, hey, which one of you is fucking TJ? We're yelling and screaming. Everybody's doing their thing. The whole thing took place in like a minute and a half or two minutes. Right, right. It feels like a century, though. Right. Yeah. Well, at one point, the guy in the back seat picks up his phone and says, don't come, guys. Don't come. He's got a gun. He's going to kill us. Yeah. 
And when he said that, this truck on the highway turned around yeah. and went the other way. Now, there was four guys in the back seat of this two-seater car and then another two guys up front with Nancy. Right. And apparently a whole fucking truckload of more guys that were coming to beat up this lonely goddamn nigger out of town over a fucking beanie hat. Right. Because this, this you know little girl wants some attention. Yeah. One of those people in that car was related to law enforcement. As you can imagine, in a town like that, everybody is talking. Yeah. I got calls for days and weeks from people, you you did that, you traumatized them, you fucking coward, you used a gun, why would you do that? Now, let's look at this perspectively. I have the deadliest assault rifle in the world. Right. I'm 18 years old, I'm at my fucking house. Yeah. I already had to grow up in a militia yeah. where I have to kill people like this. Yeah. Not only did I not fucking kill him because I legally and rightfully could have aired that goddamn car out. Yeah. But I let him go. Yeah. I didn't do it. Yeah. And that, that That's was probably the a reason. good thing because you probably would be in jail for a while for that. Yeah. <laughs> Killing a woman. Legal. Yeah. Yeah. Even, I mean, even if they did come out yeah. there saying they're going to kill me, I'm going, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Not you're definitely away going to jail. Yeah. Yeah. My white privilege doesn't exist. No. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't apply. <laughs> now, if it was me, uh, yeah. you know, like, well, I I'm, killed like five fucking thousand people already. I, I mean, they didn't even consider me black there. A lot of my friends, I was just occasionally challenged. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> so they I, again you know people talk and it right. wasn't more than a month later that I was charged with felon in possession because what happened was I get a call from a sheriff one day and they say hey you know we heard you at the gun range with uh, an automatic uh, weapon we just need to inspect your gun you know to make sure that it's not fully automatic right and they show up to the house you know, I'm 18, right? I'm, yeah. I'm as stupid as hell. I'm saying, hey, yeah, yeah, my gun's legit. I'll show you my gun. I want to yeah. show up a gun. Right. And he came out. I gave him the gun. He said, bam, gotcha. Fell in possession. Yeah. You know, because he, he had to witness me giving him the gun and everything. Yeah. The judge said, I'm lucky I don't have to go to prison. And they're giving me a break because the felonies were from my juvenile record. Right. But that was after she was just as confused. Why is this kid in my courtroom? The prosecutor brought up some obscure law saying this, this, and that, and whatnot. Uh, we can't have this uppity nigger with a gun. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, that was when I was charged, right, as as an adult, as felon in possession of a firearm. Wow. Criminal history went off from there. Right. You know, I was on probation, you know, in the most toxic environment possible. You know, so I was dating this uh, this girl, had my first kid, and... Uh, you have a kid? I had two kids. Yeah, had. I was going to go fight for custody. But there was a petty warrant for my arrest. Yeah. So going to court would have meant I got arrested. But are they they still alive though, right? Oh yeah, they're still around when so my kids. So they're still your kids, then. Doesn't matter they were, if they're. It doesn't matter if they're not your kids by law. Yeah. They're still your kids. Yeah. yeah. Well, I as get you that. can imagine, you know, my character didn't exist, being yeah. demonized who I was. Right. And when I was in prison, my ex, she's you know pissed off. That's when she went for my kids. She married some other guy right away, and. Did you um, ever talk to him at all? No, I don't get. To, she doesn't let me talk to him. It's, Does that it's hurt? Really, it, fucking unbearably. It. it it's, How old are they? Do you think? Uh, 13, or do you know? Thirteen, fourteen. Oh wow, they're old. Yeah, Matthias. Well, not old, guy. but that mean. No, this gets way more fucked up because, for the last ten years since she took them, because what happened? I told her. Her and her husband wanted to take the kids and adopt them because obviously that's a convenient thing. She don't have some you know, pain in the ass baby's dad coming back and forth and the kids confused right. and whatnot. And I, being in prison, knowing I'm going to get out homeless and destitute, took what she said, literally entrusted her. Yeah. She said, look, we just want to get the parental rights so that you know there's no problems and stuff going on. We don't want custody. We want your parental rights. 
and we will always leave the door open so you can see them no matter what. Right. Of course they didn't. No, not only did they not do that, right. but let's they? be clear about the difference between custody and rights. Yeah. Custody, you can get back. Rights, you don't. That means yeah. they are not biologically or in any way mine. Yeah. Now, the only reason that you do that is so that you never, ever have to deal with or talk to that man again. Right. That's the whole fucking purpose of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't explain it So she it tricked all. you. Oh, yeah, worse yeah. than that, worse yeah. than that. Like I said, for 10 years, I was her testimony. She's yeah. She actually now runs a Christian ministry. Oh, great. Right. And great. what they do is actually help people that just got out of prison that have drug problems by giving them a sober house to stay in. Yeah. They call them the lost and the broken. Yeah. But when I moved out here, <laughs> Kate, um, Kate got a random friend request from some woman from North Dakota. Yeah. And... This woman, you know, makes buddy-buddy with Kate. And you know Kate, she's she's cunning. She's not stupid. Right. This woman was my ex. Yeah. The mother of my kids. Wow. And strung Kate along for a little while, made friends with her, just long enough to explain to Kate how important it is that she knows exactly what my past was. Oh, wow. Did he tell you who he is or that he has kids and doesn't have anything to do with them? Wow. He didn't even go to court to fight for them. Yeah. So... She cyber stalks me halfway across the country after she took the rights yeah. to rub it in to make sure I suffer wow. and I'm miserable. Wow. Now, this is a Christian ministry. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, you know, hell has no fury, man. No, what she did That's was right. she went all the way in. She said, yeah. this is who he really is. Then yeah. sent her a picture of that article from Facebook. And then she told the story so that she was tied up in it. Because we were kids. We, were, we dated. We had fucking domestics. I yelled and screamed and argued with her. I was fucked up. I never beat her. Yeah. Never beat her. Right. I, the worst we ever got was like a, a, a shove or a, you know, pulling hair or something. Yeah. You know, kid shit. Yeah. And that, that became her testimony all over town. Yeah. In Bismarck. That's why it was one of the reasons I couldn't live there anymore. Obviously, if I see them at Walmart, I'm going to fucking kill them. Because right. those are my first and second born sons. Right. But I can't live in a place like that being demonized. Yeah. You know, using my own blood to do it. Right. Wow. So, yeah, even when Jesus I get out Christ, here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is why my, my therapist said that I'm a poster child for trauma. Yeah. Well, but, they weren't fucking around, man. You yeah. know? Jesus. Yeah. So I, that, I feel like we could go on in this story for like another four or five that's hours. That's why I was telling Jeff because there's a reason I'm writing a book about it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we could go on for like So another. many crazy stuff. But yeah, you know what? Man. That's that's a good point though because I don't want to keep going too long. But I think we got the important stuff covered. But hey, man, you're willing to come back, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. This well, has been literally therapeutic for me. Yeah, man. I'm well, like, this is fucking therapy. We're fucking good then. We can just keep going from there, man. <laughs> let's, let's move on to like something like more <laughs> happy you know because I, feel, I feel beat down man you know what I, mean? I know i know jesus i told you that's why we have to bullshit to keep yeah. the morale up well, yeah. if, if you're good with that if you're good with that let's put a pin in the story right there yeah sure. yeah yeah and yeah, we can yeah, pick that shit we can pick it up again yeah we haven't even got to the crazy part <laughs> really i feel like we've gone over some crazy shit already oh no no next time we talk about this i yeah. will tell you some crazy shit and then Without a break, proceed to immediately tell you even more over-the-top crazy shit. Before you get a chance to catch your breath, I will validate all of said crazy shit with perfect logical deduction <laughs> to objective fact. Yo, <laughs> yo, uh, I just came. 
<laughs> it was good for me too. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, uh, the first time we talked to you, um, you sort of described you telling us your story like um, Joe Dirt on in the movie. The way, n- not like your story is like Joe Dirt's story, but in the fashion of how the movie went. How. Oh yeah, I related. I could relate <laughs> like to like a narration. Yeah. How yeah. he went in and he sat down in the radio station. Yeah, and he started telling a story, and it showed everybody being like glued to their fucking speaker. Right, 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 right. And that's <laughs> that's that's how that's actually how this is turning out. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I don't really care what the time says. <laughs> like, let's just keep going. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. I told but you there was a ton of content. Yeah, man. So I'm good. I I like this. So yeah, um, yeah. Let's let's. Let's keep it going another time. Before we go, though, I want to thank you guys seriously. Like, oh, really thanks for coming out. Like, this I, is really this is really therapeutic for me. It's really nice to be humanized for once. Oh I really yeah, appreciate it. Well, you know, I hope you have more chances than just being on our show to be humanized, man. Because everybody deserves to be human. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Except for this piece of shit Except in front of me. Yeah, oh, you I was don't going to say that about you. you yeah, not even a real person. Happy about that, Xavier. I don't deserve his self esteem. <laughs> please, <laughs> did you say beat me? Yeah, <laughs> fucking beat me, please. Beat me down. Well, Greg, should we, uh, should we move along? Yeah, man, should we, we should. We should get everybody ready. Should we shut her down with the the good old urban? Usually, yeah. yeah. Sorry, my mic's so fucked up. So I guess I guess the time has come. The Greg. time has come. It's time for Jeff and Greg's Urban, urban Dictionary, Dictionary phrase of the week. week. Uh, yeah, that was smooth. That was better than sex. Been oh no, better than it's been it's better in a while. Fucking sex with me. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, anything is that. I bet you getting know? in a losing a street fight is better. <laughs> better than sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your wife's always like, <laughs> I wish someone I would, wish just you would beat the shit out of me instead. <laughs> <laughs> I wish somebody would kill me. Jesus, this sucks. Anyway. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's time for the Urban Dictionary Phrase of the Week. Why don't you tell everybody how to get Oh, yeah, man. How about you guys out this? there in podcast land? Kick up your feet, man. You know? Mm-hmm. Get your slippers on. Get all robed up. Get out of the shower. Get all robed up, you know? Throw some baby powder on your shit, you know? Get all smooth and sexy. Talk up. <laughs> Talk up a little bit, you know what I mean? Kick yeah. up your feet, because my friend here is going to paint you a fucking picture like Bob fucking Ross, dude. Yeah. You know, it's time for the Urban Dictionary, baby. Let's do this yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh. Is there, is there, uh. ooh, yeah. is there anything better than, uh, talking up? Talking up on a hot day? No. That gold bond? Ooh, get I that th- ice cold. <laughs> get that ice cold gold bond on I your thought, nuts. <laughs> yeah. I thought the talc was taking me back, but you got deep with Bob yeah. Ross. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> That was baby. deep. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> happy trees. Happy yeah. trees. Paint some happy trees, motherfucker. All right, the first one is called the Cream Corn Surprise. Mm. And, Greg, I have not previewed any of these yet. Really? So you I have probably no should've. idea where we're headed. Oh, great. This is even better, then. I'm just <laughs> I'm just gonna guess. Yeah. Uh, this probably has something to do with pooping. Ah, uh, some maybe. I think it's gross. The cream corn surprise. <laughs> I think it has a lot jump. to do with. I'm just, just gonna jump in. 
Yeah, you should, because it's fucking great. So the cream corn surprise is the act of puking. Oh. Yeah, see? Well, there we go. Switching it up hmm. on you. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm reading ahead. Don't make it so suspenseful, Jeff. You're killing me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cream corn surprise. The act of puking in somebody's butthole. Mm. Right. And furiously, Classic. E- furiously ejaculating on the vomit, forming a chunky, creamy mixture. <laughs> Why am I aroused right now? <laughs> That's a good question. I have a tickle on my pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, Jesus. I've been watching the wrong genres of porn, man. <laughs> okay. Well, just wait. Because oh, it gets it better. It gets better. It gets better. Now, I, s- I just scrolled through, and I see the theme that you were on this yeah. week, <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Number two is called the creamy mushroom. Oh, the creamy mushroom. <laughs> yeah, I like creamy mushroom soup. Have you ever had that before? I, I won't ever have it again after this. I actually enjoy creamy mushroom <laughs> soup. Yeah. Me too. Not anymore, though. The creamy mushroom defined is when an uncircumcised man is about to ejaculate mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and holds the splooge in the foreskin <laughs> and gives the woman a stamp in the shape of a mushroom from the dickhead on said woman's forehead. Right. Because, you know, it balloons out. It looks like a mushroom. And then <laughs> you just fucking ba-bow. You know what I mean? Wow. You gotta have some whipping motion. I think it's all in the wrist, dude. You know, you gotta have a long dick, dude. You gotta have a long dick. You gotta have a long dick, a good wrist, and a fucking lot of foreskin. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, you're gonna need some extra. You gotta have a lot of motherfucking foreskin, huh, brother? <laughs> oh shit! Wow. <laughs> wow. So the third one now is when you're gonna start putting it together, right? And you're gonna see what the what the theme was. theme was. What the theme was, huh? Yeah. The next one is called the <laughs> the creamy tuna. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking a lot of cream today. And I was like, I see that. You know what? Let's go, let's go with the cream. Yeah. Let's go with it. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You know? All man? right. The creamy tuna is the act of. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you like this one the yeah. best. The act of hitting the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and ejaculating inside the t- tuna fish's mouth. Inside a tuna fish's mouth. Then proceed Woo. to slap the partner's face with the fish <laughs> as many times until the semen is released onto the partner's face <laughs> and chest. So. So graphic. You're <laughs> filling a tuna fish up. Uh, an actual. F- an actual tuna. Yeah. In. In. Those motherfuckers are a big, too. T- they can be very yeah. big. And then you're beating her senseless with your cummy fish. <laughs> the fact that this is a, a thing that we can say means that somebody at some point had to have fucking done that. Yeah. I sure to God. Or something so. close. I, <laughs> really, I, re- I hope it was on Valentine's Day. I was just going to think of some shit you know like what? that. You know what? <laughs> The thought that somebody just made this up in their mind is almost worse than if someone actually did it in real <laughs> life. <Yeah>. Somebody's <laughs> you know like, what I'm saying? You know what? I think, yeah, okay. 
if they just made the, the creamy tuna, that's more surprise. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. In real life, you could blame it on a fetish or ex- experimenting or exploring or your accident. sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> I was drunk. <laughs> I was so drunk. <laughs> I just did a bump of coke off her asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what, was su- what was I supposed to do? I was high on heroin. <laughs> so high. <laughs> yeah, at least there could be an excuse. Jesus, look at those but bearded up shit's motherfuckers right there. This shit's just going off in your brain, man. Wow. So this one combines um, a couple of them. This is the creamy tuna surprise. Oh, okay. Okay. And... Mm, I just got a little acid reflux just thinking about it. Because <laughs> you like seafood so little. No, it just made me. Ugh. <laughs> if you were to eat like some seafood, well, like if, if there was okay, let's do there this. was tuna fish, uh-huh. shrimp, okay, and and scallops. Okay, which one would you eat? Is the shrimp breaded? Yes, <laughs> I'm going shrimp. Okay, <laughs> you have eaten shrimp though. Yeah, breaded shrimp. Yeah. And you don't mind it? Nope. Oh, see? There you go. He hates seafood. With really? A, yeah. With a furious passion. Yeah. Uh, one time, one of our friends uh, got like a, one no, of those waste. call him a friend. <laughs> got like a waste tub full of like fish guts and stuck it in a heater vent <sighs> while they were driving a truck around. We That's cold We went to it's a cold gr- as fuck. We were at a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And he... We were walking past the seafood department, and that always gets me. I hate that. (laughs) And he goes up to the person behind the counter at the seafood department and says, Hey, do you have anything real nasty back there? Yeah. Something real nasty. And she said, Yeah, we've got some crab guts. We cleaned some crabs out, and we've got their guts. (laughs) And so she put it in one of those clear Tupperware things, you know, (sighs) like that you get macaroni salad in when you get fried chicken. (sighs) That's a lot. She She put... She put the uh, the crap guts, is what she called them, yeah. in the thing. And then he thought it would be funny to go sneak it out and put it in the defrost of the truck I was driving. Right. So that when I fired it up, I got a, just a real, <laughs> real <laughs> fucked up blast of <laughs> rotten seafood. And the <laughs> best part about it is this, this dude that did it to him can't smell. He has no, <laughs> he has no sense of smell. Now, yeah. hold on. I heard you say he's not your friend, man, but in his defense, that is a lot of effort to go through to make your buddies miserable. Yeah. He cares about yeah. you, bro. He really does. <laughs> yeah, he, he loves you, dog. Yeah. I know he does. Yeah. <laughs> he would fuck you because he definitely would. Uh, yeah. He can't. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that cream corn surprise. Well, think about it. Now, every time you get in the truck, you're going to be just, man, I'm so glad it does not smell like crab guts in here right now. And he gave yeah. you that. Your yeah, buddy gave true. you that. <laughs> I want to reenact that moment. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I just want to hide it somewhere in your house. Just come in with a fish gut somewhere. Be like, uh, <laughs> like a fucking air freshener. <laughs> I, could, I would sniff it out before you even came in the house. Oh, would you? Like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> get out of here, All right, you cre- piece of shit. The creamy tuna <laughs> surprise. Ooh. Occurs when you go down to eat out a chick and you abruptly discover, after removing her panties, that you are about to dine on the sloppy seconds from a dude that just dropped a load in her snatch. (laughs) Oh, damn. Who's been there, right? Huh? Who's been there, right? (laughs) We've all been there. I mean, that... I think you're alone, Greg. That, I mean... (laughs) Right? Right? Who's been there? That's right up there with the vape. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's right, fucking bad, dude. That's fucking so horrible. You're all whining and dining on something. You're like, ah. you're like ah. wait a minute. You're like, this tape. Something just don't before. Watch. You ever seen that cat that goes like. <laughs> the cat that's like. Yeah, dude. That's what it'd be like, dude. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this? Gross. I think you really crossed the line on that one, Greg. <laughs> you really uh, pushing the limits. <sighs> hey, Greg, you know what we're about to hit in about 40 seconds? What? The two-hour mark. Oh, shit. Two hours? Yeah. We haven't been doing a two-hour episode for a while. It's been mm-hmm. a minute. Right, I right. told you I got a big mouth. Oh, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's all good, man. It was a fun episode, man, for sure. It really was. I really enjoyed it. So, uh, without further ado, we're good. You good? Yeah, you good I'm good, for this man. Time? Let's do it for now. Yeah. Yeah, I really look forward to seeing you guys again. Yeah, dude, I yeah, can't wait to invite <laughs> you back, man. It'll be fun, this, man. Let's do it again, and we Hell can. Yeah. We'll dive like deeper into I this shit. I feel like we've got some more to go. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like we're just barely scratching the surface of you. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I think we are. I think we are. All right, I guess that's it. All right, man. So for our guest, Michael, thanks for coming in. Hell yeah, thanks, man. Until next week, I'm Jeff. And I'm Greg. And we out, bitch. Real talk, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Hey, hey, man. Hey, have you heard of uh, the Beatles? Yeah. Yeah, fuck that bitch. You know what, Greg? Yeah. kind of pisses me off that you even uttered their name in this room. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should... Come up with some random trivia. Why? So, so I can so act like I hate him. So, but bad. I really like him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that Blake. piece of shit, Blake. That piece of shit. He's all, yeah, fuck the Beatles. Fuck the Beatles, but so I know so know, much about Did you know that Ringo fucking blew? Did you, did you know that their songs went? I know all their songs Shut in alphabetical up. order. Wait, what? I love all their songs. Did I you know, know that I'm in a Beatles band? Yeah. Yeah, we did, you piece of shit. Fuck you, Blake. <laughs> Fuck you, Blake. <laughs> I almost hate you as much as I hate the Beatles. Almost. Almost. All right. Let's shut her down with an ad for uh, Hippie Down. All right, and, man. Uh, we're out of here. Love All right, those brother. Guys. Love those guys. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Hippie Down Smoke Shop. Damn. <sighs> it's my favorite place in town, bro. Dude, it's the only place in town, really. It's the only place in town to get your... CBD products, bro. Your CBD products, your vape juice, dude. All the all, all the your vaping mods. needs. Yeah. Whatever you need. All the all the bodies, all the yeah. mods, if you will. Yeah. For your smoke pipe. Yeah, man. My for favorite. S- my favorite part of the store is uh, the CBD line. Really. All the CBD products for everything that you could think of that yeah. ails you. The highest quality too. Yeah, man. Yeah. Even even CBD products for your pets. Tell me a little bit about CBD products, man. Because what do they really do? Whatever you need, if you got pains, aches and pains, yeah. you got some uh, some uh, mental stuff. You need help sleeping. Yeah, you know whatever it is, you need to calm down. What about like CBD? Is like, like, what if you get drug tested? Is it like a big deal? No, there's there's no psychoactive. There's no none of the drugs from marijuana. Yeah, it's just the, the oil, the right. helpful the helpful CBD oil. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, man. Wow, man. So it's I totally illegal, by the way. You know, I, I heard he had like a lot of uh, 
like his own clothing line or something. He does, man. It's called Blowing Smoke. What? Yeah, check him out. Check him out on the Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, to get to his his store, check out the new Blowing Smoke logo. Yeah, right. And get yourself some some merch. It's actually really cool. Man, I want to check that out, man. Yeah. I want to rock some gear, dude. Hell yeah. Not only all of that stuff. Yeah. He does all of that stuff, but he also showcases local art. Wow. So it's it's just sort of a place you can go kick it. Yeah, like a really good like vibes and stuff. Yeah. Like really good like it's a really good atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Go hang out, go check out the glass pieces, hand blown glass. Local artists blow those, I hear. Local it's not only that, but it's full of local art on the walls. Wow, man. Yeah. All your vape juice, all your vape stuff. It's a smoke shop and uh just a it's hippie it's down, a, bro. It's just a really cool place, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Go go say hi to Sean. Tell him Jeff and Greg sent you. Yeah. And then you won't want to leave. Promise He'll just you. want to live there. Yeah. But yeah. you won't be able to. Right. Because he'll kick you out at closing time. Right. And he'll play some Masonic while you're doing it. Yeah. Because it's that kind of a place. Mm-hmm. Closing time. <laughs> I was wondering where, you, yeah. where you're going. But now, <laughs> I, now I'm totally on board with you. Nice. Yeah, man. All right, man. All right. Check out Hippie Down Smoke Shop. My favorite place to go. Highest quality goods, man. Let's go.